0: Pretty good. Four, seven, two, let us intercept the final bearing, 222 <laughs>
1: RC Alienation version 2.0. This is episode 116. I am Dan. Jesse is not with us. He's playing. I don't know what he's doing. What is he doing tonight? Why isn't he here? I think he's, he's in driving route. back. Is he driving tonight?
2: As Dan, as you Canadians would say. Oh he's my in God. Route. You Canadians. Yeah. He's in route,
1: eh? He's in route, eh? He's in route, eh? No, I, eh? look. We gotta make. We gotta give. <laughs> him a lot of shit just because he's not here and it's so much fun kind of like we 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 didn't really give nick a lot of shit last week nick is is with us by the way
2: i heard some feeling
1: a little bit better are you
2: yeah is the
1: sand out of your vagina
2: yes it is (laughs) i I am i am good to go
1: Feeling a little bit better good good justin's here yeah i'm here i don't how do we start making fun of jesse i don't even know where to start i don't even know man You you suck, Jesse, for not being here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You just suck, (laughs) dude. You suck, man. Screw
0: you.
2: (laughs) I don't think he really cares because he's on the way home. Yeah. Yeah. For quite a while. For his four week
0: winter break.
1: Yeah, no shit, right? Is he working? Is he going to be working during that four week break?
0: Yeah, he is.
1: I guess that's payback enough. (laughs) He's going to be working, so. It's the way it is. So here we are. And, um, you know, I'm going to jump right into it because this has been a, as far as the hobby goes, this has been a very dramatic and uh, altering week for me and my existence in the hobby, my interaction with the hobby. Uh, The big news is on Monday, my new radio shows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally, man. I put some pictures on Facebook, so if you guys are interested in what that looks like, you can go to the Facebook page. That was huge. That was a big a big change. And then of course uh not as big as that knob <laughs> on the
0: right. Dude, do. that thing is freaking enormous. Yeah, well
1: I'll get into that in a minute. But there's some there's a few other things. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 so, so the rush the rush shows up. Right? So I got I got the rush. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Alias rush. I got um the Scorpion forty thirty five? I can't remember. Yeah, forty thirty? Forty thirty five. Is that the forty thirty five five hundred KV. That's yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Scorpion backup guard is here.
0: Now yes. what didn't I make fun of you on that motor, Dan? You did. I think I said something along the lines of, oh dude Wow, going to welcome to two years ago. Is that going into a 500? <laughs>
1: that motor is going to be plenty powerful for me, dude.
0: Yes, oh, it will. jeez. Yes. Yes, it will.
1: Um, I haven't decided on packs yet. To be honest, I haven't really shopped around for them yet, but I will try to get some Gen Zs. Don't know. But I've got some Torx servos coming in, an Icon, and um, a Castle 160. And I'm so nice.
0: nice. styling. Now did you so it... did you open the kit? I did. I, I can't
1: I can't really, my, you know, I'm still dealing with the wrist thing, so I can't really Right, right. But I I did, man. I fondled all the goodies. I you know, I didn't take anything out of any packages, didn't open anything. <laughs> yeah. but I, I just, you know, like, oh yeah.
0: Fondled oh, your God. goodies. Initial impressions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving right Sorry.
2: past it. <laughs> just trying to
1: push right through. Little dude, I he's was to...
2: sick. It's not my fault. You know how many one-liners I have stored up. Nick's ready. He's, he's cocked and
1: loaded. Was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Initial impressions are. Did you just say cock? I said cocked, <laughs> but you said cock. So I'm putting yeah, this one back on you. difference. Okay. Do you, do you got cock on the mind? Is that what you're Is that? no
0: stop. stop okay stop. where stop. is this going where is this well, going you me about my I'm gonna, initial
2: impressions of the rush i'm gonna play substitute moral compass
1: <laughs> okay that's right jesse's not here my god we are in a world yeah. of hurt two yes. minutes oh that's true
0: dude yeah dude yeah so. we gotta watch out
1: so, so there has to be somebody here to keep us on track and since jesse's not here it's gonna have to be somebody else because it's not me it's not gonna be me tonight it will not be I me got either. It. Nick's, Nick's got I got it. stepping up. He's stepping up. All right. That's so initial impression. When you put me in charge. <laughs> initial impressions. I was a little. It, it looks great. I mean, you know, it's kind of got the same kind of the goblinish, like tray parts. You know what I mean? Like in a foamish tray, all the parts mm-hmm. are kind of laid out. Mm-hmm. I was a little taken aback by. It. it seems that that tray doesn't work real well because all the parts were kind of laying in one corner. <laughs> You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh,
0: okay. All right. So (laughs) during shipment, they've all been shifted.
1: You know, but neither here nor there. I I didn't open anything. I'm, you know, I'm sure it's all fine. Um, One thing I did notice, and I don't know if it's a trend because, you know, as you guys know, I fly a line mostly, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm, I'm ducking. I'm waiting. No, nothing? Good. Well, I'm waiting to see what you say. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Well, I don't know. You know, the aligned canopies—they're fairly substantial, right? They—they got some. You know, the fiberglass feels feels, you know, substantial. There's like it's there's Mm -hmm. product there. Mm -hmm. I was a little taken aback at how flimsy the Elise canopy is. Have you guys? Did you who who makes it for Elise? You know, I don't know. I don't know that,
2: but it's very thin. One thing I've noticed is that uh, uh and this well maybe not 100% but it, in my opinion the Canomod canopies which Canomod's painting a lot of can- canopies for a lot of uh, manufacturers now yeah. they tend to be a tad bit thinner um aligned stock aligned canopies they're they're beefy they're burly they are. are they too yeah, big. Yeah, they maybe also weigh it. like
1: three pounds. I was just gonna say, yeah. I mean, maybe that's a maybe that's a weight thing. I mean, it's fine. It looks great. The canopy looks really good. It's not my favorite colors. Uh, I'm really big on red, yellow, and orange as you guys.
0: So you're gonna get a custom canopy or just no, like I'll, a I'll leave it. a it's new fine. one?
1: It's fine. I mean, it'll it'll work because I'll probably crash it right away. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, but other than that, I didn't really open any, you know <laughs> one of my big pet peeves I, I hate this I hate this part of any any kit. I want and desire in fact require a manual that I can flip through. I despise oh. CD manuals. really? I despise huh. them. I want to be able to open the manual, sit in my lazy boy, Kick back, flip through the pages. I don't want to have to print shit out or have my laptop out. I'm old school. Old fashioned that way. Print stuff
2: out. Okay. Well, the rest of the world <laughs> operates on laptops and iPads. Dude. I just yeah, I was said, say, I don't say,
0: that everything have to is there. on my iPad. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be I, I'm gonna go with you on this just because it's on a CD. I don't know when the last time was that I actually used disc media.
1: Yeah, it's on so one of those little mini that CDs. That would
0: piss me off too. Oh, the mini CDs. Yeah. It's not. Oh, well, oh, so you're completely douched on a Mac, dude. I can't even. Yeah. Are you
1: telling me I can't even use it? You can't. Can you?
0: No, dude. Do, well, dude, don't do can. it. You can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> you may never be line, able to use your it, Super drive again.
2: Okay. Well, I, uh, I won't. I won't. I can tell you personally.
1: <laughs> it's bad news. <laughs> it's bad news. Okay, yeah, don't. don't. So because don't. Because do <laughs> right.
2: I have spent. Probably about an hour and a half of my life <laughs> tries to dig out a mini disc from a Super Drive. <laughs>
0: Hold on. So you tried that too, Nick? Oh, shut your face hole. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, my. Come on, I dude. <laughs> I haven't. I was in a
2: hurry. And it was, uh, what was it? Oh, it's a freaking charger. Thing and I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna throw this in here. I figured it was an apple, it'd suck it up and magically put it all into the right spot and <laughs> at just no point like- <laughs>
0: during that that attempt did did your life go into slow motion where you're like
2: <sighs> Oh it's like no
0: yeah, yeah right Yeah, right after I stuck it in there, I went, No shit <laughs> Then he starts furiously hammering the freaking eject key on the keyboard and it does it did nothing. 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 Yep. Well, nope. I
1: appreciate the heads up. I'm not going to lie; that's good news. No problem, uh, but no, I, I don't like that. I I'm I like to to sit with a manual. I just do, I, and I whatever it is, what it is, I'll get over it. I'll take that shit to work and use the company time to print it out. I don't know. So, um, no, I mean, I you know, I went through the box and I'm like, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. It's a uh, you know, it's, it looks like a good helicopter. I don't know what to say. It's hard to tell, really, without building it. But I'm really excited about giving it a shot. Here's, the for me personally, the big news of the week. And what I'm probably most excited about was the radio. So I get it. And immediately I posted a few pictures on uh, Facebook from the office. And a ton of people responded. And I, you know, I got to admit, I, I, I text you guys. You guys remember the text I sent you? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm worried guys. This does not feel intuitive at all because I was just, you know, I was had in my lap and at work, I wasn't obviously simming or flying, but I was just kind of twisting stuff. And it did not feel like this was something that was just going to be like, Oh, just simply swap the (laughs) rudder over. It turned the knob. Oh, this is super easy, right? No, uh-uh. I took it home. Uh, Nick helped me get my 14SGL sorted out for the sim. And I proceed to sim. And every moment that passed saw more and more frustration. And for the most part... Concern. I was like, "This is bad, you guys." I mean, I think didn't I even? I texted you guys, I believe, didn't you? I I think I did. I said, "Man, this is not good, you guys. This is not good at all." And it just was so foreign and so incredibly (laughs) weird feeling. And and you know, a lot of people have asked me, "Well, what did it feel like?" You know, to have that stick. And I and I, the big thing that that I that comes to mind is it just I I feel dis. I felt. Felt, this is the key word here i felt disconnected the collective and the rudder was a, it kind of felt like one i don't know one control it was like this continuous control it's they, they were connected with each other through turns and corners and high-speed turns you know what I mean it just felt before like before you mean yeah with the traditional standard radio that right, you guys are right, right it all felt it just felt like collective felt like part of the rudder mm-hmm Well, that's obviously not the case. And so with this new setup and I kept feeling like I just I feel like I'm ignoring the the collective when I'm not ignoring the collective, I'm ignoring the rudder. And and I was really kind of bummed out the first night. And um, some some guys were like, well, you know, just give it some time. And sure enough, I decided to to just log off from the sim. And um, the next night it came back kind of felt the same way and I was on with some listeners and we kind of started tuning a little bit. They were kind of giving me their thoughts and we were kind of going through making changes to expos and, you know, stuff like that. And I kind of started feeling a little bit better about it. Uh, it's, everyone's asking me, what is it like? Well, (laughs) I, I just can't, I can't articulate it because it's, I don't, maybe it's because I don't have enough experience with it yet, but it's just different and new and tough. So well, I'm talking, I'll tell
0: you, I, I simmed with you on the first night or was it the second, sec- second night? night. And I thought that I was going to get on there and have a good laugh <laughs> and you were doing, I uh, know I'm being completely honest, Dan, you were doing really well. Yeah. I mean to me you I, I saw you doing coordinated circuits and figure eights and doing some nice solid inverted hovering. I mean, you know, the, the you were concerned about not keeping the same altitude on the circuits, but dude, for two nights worth of simming on like a completely brand new radio with the bad left wrist. Yeah. That that was
1: yeah, you know, and, and that's just it. I think I've been a little hard on myself, but there there's a couple other issues a couple other I guess things that happened that actually kinda of made made this a little bit better. hmm I had been trying to sim with a neck strap and um that was tough. Wasn't wasn't quite working. So Nick sent me the the radio tray and um so I, I put it on the radio tray and I started doing a little bit of adjustments to try to get it set up to where I like it. And I, I didn't really care for it at first, um, but I started getting used to it. And then Nick sent us the 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 Agile Heli, the mm-hmm. the model, which flew a lot mm-hmm. better than what I was flying. And you know, encouragement through with listeners that I've been simming with. And I got to tell you, it's been it's been five nights of simming, and um. I'm absolutely thrilled. I mean, I'm ready to take the 700 up in the air. Really? I feel, I feel good about my turns. I feel good about my my ability to just fly it, like almost like I used to be able to. Minus, I can't quite get the the pirouing down. The the pirou flips, the half pirou flips. I can't yep. quite get the timing down yet. But I've got my inverted circuits on the sim figured out.
0: Wow.
2: Now, How see, about inverted
1: I, I got a
0: question for you. What about what about the Expo? Does it feel, because you're using this knob now, does it feel the same? Does Expo on rudder feel the same as it did when it was on a stick?
1: You know, I still left the Expo the same, but I can tell you what it does feel like because I've got that big-ass <laughs> knob, right? It yep. feels very precise. Very okay. precise. And it's Hmm. so
0: does that kind of does that make you feel like you've got a better appreciation for why maybe Curtis would have chosen this style of radio for like the the F3C? Absolutely.
1: I mean, I'm telling you guys, I mean,
0: compared to a regular left stick rudder radio.
1: Absolutely. There is no question. The, The precise control with very controlled hovering, uh, side to side, nose in, doing very slow, controlled flight, precision flying. It it feel it's it's incredible. I mean, you saw the hovering,
0: the inverted. Oh hovering. yeah, the hovering. Honestly, I, yeah, I can say with absolute confidence the hovering was impressive. And I mean, as impressive as hovering can be.
1: The one thing that I'm noticing, you know, there's got to be some modifications done to the radio. Not, or not so much to the radio, but to the radio tray. You know, I, I, I talked to Nick about it. I got to figure out a way to make that left hand rest slide easier because I had literally have to rest my hand on it. And when I use the collective, it's not just a flicking of the wrist. It's an actual articulation of my shoulder and elbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I need to come up with a few things. But, you know, I was talking about the big... Changed was when I finally settled in on that radio tray and I adjusted it to a you know a good spot where I could really rest my hands. You know, remember we were talking the other night about oh, I need to I was talking to you guys about how I want to increase the size of the knob, how tall it is. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. once I got the tray kind of situated, all that stuff went away. All that that feeling nice. of needing to I still want to increase. The size I did order those forty millimeter uh, sticks mm-hmm. uh, from from you know I think it was a spree we were looking at. Yep. I still need to increase the 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 length of that stick, but I don't need to do anything with that knob anymore. Good, it's perfect. I'm I'm starting Very to get used cool. to the tension. It, it it's pretty tight tension on the rudder, mm-hmm. uh, but uh it's coming along. I'm I'm actually. I think for the first time since September, uh, I'm flying my 700 tomorrow. It's supposed to be 40 degrees.
2: Whoa, nice dude!
1: <laughs> oh, you're jumping right in. I am. I I've been simming every night at least a half an hour, and I I like tonight. I was simming. I'm like, oh, this this is fantastic. I finally was like, I, I you know, the first few nights I was like, nah. It was it was I was making myself sim. I was not enjoying it. But tonight I was like, yeah, I'm into this, you know,
0: <laughs> there's a, couple wait, 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 dude, do you have your GoPro strap thing so that you can put that shit on a sheep? Cause I want to see the video.
1: <laughs> I am going to make some phone calls and see if I can get some guys to come out because I still need help. I can't, I'm still going to need help with a few things like moving generators and, and actually, to be honest with you starting a helicopter i don't know that i'm gonna be able to start it by myself oh that's
0: a good point yeah yeah yeah
1: um so i'm still gonna require some help because i just don't know that i'll be able to hold the head with my left hand and start i just i don't think i'll be able to do it at this point in the game so i'm gonna need some help with some of this stuff i'm pretty sure some of the guys here locally are gonna are gonna be able to do that so I should have somebody to at least film, you know. Even with it's, if if it's with my phone, you know. Yep. That's what I'm hoping. I, I don't know that the we, I mean the weather is supposed to be decent.
0: This is Montana,
1: <laughs> so it's hard to say. Uh, but I'm really I'm I'm pretty excited about it, guys. I'm I actually feel part of the hobby again. You know what I mean? I actually feel like I'm <laughs> I'm not just sitting here. Waiting to hear how your guys is flying with this week. So good. I'm, I'm excited about it. It's it's, it's, I'm it's glad you know you're what back. I feel?
2: I feel like I'm close to a crash story.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably true. That's probably the true.
1: Anticipation right, but... is killing me. <laughs> oh my god. Thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> no, hey, that's what real friends that's are for. Right. No. Hey, I have no doubts. I mean, the simple matter of the fact is it is strange enough and foreign enough that I do get locked up. You know what I mean? So there is a lot, there's a lot left to, to rewire in the brain when it comes to switching to the, you know, the knob rudder, but
0: just be careful when you get in close. Dude.
1: You know, I think what I'm going to do, seriously, if I go flying to tomorrow, I'm literally, it's, it's, it's just going to be hovering all orientations. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to get stupid with it. I don't do want to hurt myself first and foremost.
0: No, 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 not at all.
1: Um I'll keep the crazy try, trying to figure out how to remember how to do the half pirouettes. Uh, I'll do that on the on the sim until I get comfortable. But no, I'm I'm pretty excited um haven't heard anything about the 150. <laughs> I I don't know. You know what I mean? I I I don't know what's going on with that with Ellie Direct. So Oh, there is one other thing too. I, uh, I note. I opened up the box that the rush came in, and there was a, a shirt, uh, edge blade shirt in there. And, well, there uh, you go. Well, uh, for, uh, you know, I don't. Uh, there's a guy that works for Ready Hell. His name's Gorgon Manchariot, Right? You guys familiar mm-hmm. with Mm-hmm. Uh and I've told the story before, I'll just quickly go over it again. Gorgon's kind of the guy that first started filming Tariq way back in the day. Like like if I remember his his YouTube name was like Gorgon four two five or four two seven or something like that. Yep. I actually Gorgon and I met or started talking because that vibe fifty that you guys often make fun of me for owning. I yes. actually bought that from Gorgon. That was my first helicopter. So we've kind uh-huh. of kept in touch. So I opened up the box and there's a big note in there. It <laughs> said, This is from Gorgon. So, Gorgon, I know you're listening. Thank you, man, for sending the shirt. It's a lot of, I appreciate it. So it's been a big week for me, guys, and that's uh, pretty much about it. Uh
0: sweet dude.
1: You know? <laughs> I could bitch about work, but this isn't the place, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: could, but I just don't think there would be any care.
1: <laughs> yeah, not unless
0: could. it involves helicopters.
2: No,
1: no helicopters. I'm waiting on the 150. I, I would like to hear something about that by Monday at least. Um, anxious. I'd like to get my hands on one charging case. I think is going to get built soon.
0: Oh yeah, nice. Who's going to build it? Uh, well, you or do you have someone to help?
1: Do you guys remember? You guys remember Ed? Got it right. You guys remember? Of course, Ed. dude. Yeah. Well. You guys all remember when I pissed Ed off last July, right? Of remember? course yes, you <laughs> did. Told you the story. Pissed him off.
2: Yeah.
1: Pissed him off really bad. He had, he didn't talk to me for a long, long, long time. But he just uh, he's he's kind of back in the picture. He sent me a text and yada yada. We've been talking, so uh, he's gonna he's gonna start helping me with some of this stuff. So sweet. Yeah, we're gonna be able to. Hopefully, you cannot piss him off again. <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> it's kind of what I do, isn't it? I have a tendency yeah. to piss people yeah. off.
2: Yeah, just, just. Well, maybe you'll be a little more, <laughs> a little more conscious about it now. No, I won't. I can't. No, <laughs>
1: it's just not in my nature.
2: <laughs> I. Some I'll... could say, some could say you would be shooting yourself in the foot, but it would kind of be like shooting yourself in the <laughs> other hand. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I will. I'll be a little more subconscious. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I uh you know. I don't know. That's what I do. I mean I've I pissed people off on occasion. Mm-hmm. I've done it before, I'll probably do it again. You know? <laughs> no objections from the peanut gallery. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 <laughs> All right, well. So that's what I've been up to. What have you guys been up to? Who wants to go next, man? Tell us your news. What's going on?
2: I have not flown. No fly. But I've been simming like a fool. Oh? Oh, yeah? And thoroughly enjoying it. Hmm. I have to admit, I have really enjoyed... um, uh, This sounds kind of weird, but I have really enjoyed Real Flight 7 for one reason. uh, When I... Started flying with my 14SG on 6.5. I had this annoying little thing where <laughs> you had to... Yeah. Like, you know what I'm oh, talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you hook it all up. You start flying. Then you go to hit the reset button or space bar. And then you have to switch back to the other one. Yep. And then hit the reset button. And then switch back to that one. Well, they fixed that in Real Flight 7. So you don't have to do that. Wait, what? So it's very, yeah, Let's it's get it this weird little... Glitch where you have to, like, the first time, you have to use the reset button on the interlink controller. (laughs) Yeah. So if you forget and you already have your your other radio all plugged in and you're flying and you crash, you have to switch back to the other radio. Oh, man. Yeah, Yeah, it's really annoying. But they fixed that in seven. So I've been just kind of having fun, you know, tuning helis and and flying and, yeah, yeah. I mean, the weather's been—it's yeah, it was below cold, um, and I do don't like cold. As you guys so elegantly <laughs>
0: pointed out last week, we might have
1: pointed you. something about we might have said that something out. About Yeah, it. I think it was yeah. Justin though. Yeah, it was Justin, dude. Uh, I'm
0: I'm I'm pretty sure that was Jesse trying to sound like Justin. Is that what that was? Yeah, he pretty yeah convincing. he does a pretty good Im- impression of my voice.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it it it's true. I'm not.
2: I'm not a big cold weather person. I will do it if needed, but you will hear about it excessively. <laughs> I'm that guy that while everyone else is sitting there talking, I'm over there doing jumping jacks, crying like a little girl. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, now it has. We have ended the cold snap. And we're back into the rain, uh, but that's promising because. It, the second that the break in the rain happens, I'll be I'll be back going again. I, I'm sitting here loaded up and ready. And, Dan, that made me think about when you said that you got the castle. Don't forget to pick up a hobby wing speed
1: sensor. Oh?
2: Face sensor. Excuse me. Yes.
1: Uh, For yep. the governor? Yes. What about the icon? Because we are
0: going... That's what
1: you that's need. That's
3: what
0: you. I've got you. Got one didn't get an a, edge. I've got a spare. If you want it, Dan. because
1: well, you
2: just got an HV one hundred and sixty, right? Yeah. An ice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you do need that, but then we'll get you hooked up on the, right. on the icon gun. Yeah, man. I'm I'm, loaded, just completely ready to go and and fly. Yeah. How long not, has it not, been? Since I've flown? Yep. Dude, a couple weeks now. And even the other ones weren't all that enjoyable. So I would say three weeks or something like that since I've had some enjoyable flights.
0: See, that's that's rough
2: for you, dude. Yeah, but I've, I have been simming a lot. And it's I'm starting to really see it pay off on the sim. So I, that's actually what makes me more excited to get out and fly is I want to see if I can Apply some of that immediately. Right. Because usually, once I put, once I actually sit down and take the time to put the effort in on the sim, not just to fly, but to actually train, it transfers pretty quick. Been fortunate that way. But it's hard to get me to actually do that. And, uh,
0: but yeah. So that's it. Damn. Wow. Short and kind of sweet
2: kind of uneventful i didn't know I, I haven't i haven't bought anything i haven't you haven't built I, built I, any charging cases lately no i've actually had a week where i didn't build a charging case it's, <laughs> <kind> of, <laughs> it's pretty crazy <laughs> it is kind of crazy I'm, I'm just you know i had to take a couple weeks there and, and kind of get some personal stuff all dialed in and get caught back up on some sleep and and uh yeah i'm I'm wound up. I'm ready to go. Sweet. Nick's back. Awesome.
1: So how about uh, Justin? What do I you, guess uh,
0: that leaves me, huh? Yeah. Well, this week's been, actually, no, it's not a no-fly week. It is not a no-fly week because I went out and suffered through the obnoxious cold again to get a couple of more minutes of flight time on my rave. As you know, I rebuilt the engine, and so I'm just putt-putting around, breaking it in. Things are are going well on that front. I wouldn't really qualify it as flight time, but if it gives me the upper hand over you bastards, then I absolutely (laughs) got flying in this week. Uh, As Nick said, over here in western Washington, the temperatures have come up a bit, so we're out of the cold snap. We're back into the rain. Uh, not that big of a deal. We just need to find a day when the rain stops. And that's the challenge between now and sort of like April or May of next year. But it hasn't been a completely uneventful heli week for me. I It started on Monday when I got the Goblin 770 in the mail.
2: Gobble, gobble. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and boy, that is... I, I will never get tired of opening a new kit.
1: Oh yeah. You know I what I, I was gonna
2: say? I would, I would never get tired of
0: opening a new goblin.
2: Of making love to a new <laughs> goblin. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I will never tire.
0: The, of you, that first time. I'm happy Our, to report, Dan. The canopy is still usable.
1: Oh, is it? No, yeah. No no yeah. Uh, fiberglass splinters or anything like that? If
0: if you step far enough back, you <laughs> might not even be able to tell that I touched it. <laughs> No, but seriously, mm. yeah. So I, I got the seven seventy in the mail. I was love. I
1: was ready. I had a really nasty comment, but I just I want you guys to know I held back.
0: Wow. I, you're so you're pulling the moral that was Nick's job, dude. You're supposed I, to drop that bomb. You know, I've, and I've then learned Nick something go like, no, no, no.
1: I've learned something. When when you when you have something come into your mind and then before you say it, you actually think to yourself, Yeah, that might that might be too far probably best to not say it
0: oh yeah probably not. now i want to know but we'll move on from <laughs> we'll, mo- that. we'll move on from that we'll move on so 770 kit box opening was awesome i mean all the nice shiny bits and pieces as you know sab puts all of the aluminum parts in these little foam holders which is is pretty cool I mean, it doesn't just come in a bunch of bags. So you get to open that box and look at the head and the the tail parts and all the gearing just sitting there, nice and shiny, in a little foam holder. Unlike your alias, my foam holders work. They
1: actually held the parts.
0: They actually they yes. actually do hold the parts in. I <laughs> you know I had to do the obligatory compare the 770 parts to the 700 Goblin. To see just how much bigger the thing was going to be, and it'll be it'll be bigger. It's not huge. I mean, it's not a huge step up from a seven hundred to this seven seventy or eight hundred size. But the boom, I think, is probably about two and a half or three inches longer. The canopy's bigger. Uh, it's going to be taller by probably a couple of inches. So I I'm really looking forward to it. I haven't started the build yet because. I have been slowly but surely picking up parts that will go towards making it what amounts to a competition version and I haven't I'm not just blindly getting all the parts but I've spoken to a lot of listeners who fly the 770 and there were a number of recommended upgrades uh the big belt kit is the one major one the smaller tail pulley so that I can run have have good tail authority at lower head speed. So, you know, a few things here and there. Those are still coming into the mail. I did finally decide to go 14S, though. So that was that was my big exciting moment. I pulled the trigger on a Scorpion 4530 450. That showed up a mere 36 hours after I ordered it from the other side of the planet. Dude, Direct, how however, do they do it? I, you know I, what, dude, I have no idea because I we, ordered the same exact night within minutes of each other competition parts from Heli Direct, which is in Massachusetts, and they just showed up tonight at 6 p.m. and both orders were placed Tuesday. Huh, I I don't get it, but George, you, you and Tony ninjas. are freaking like ninjas you're like shipping yeah. ninjas. I don't understand how it happens. But so that and that motor, oh dude, it's beautiful. That that's what I, color I, is I can't it? wait. Golden black, the of course. The colors. Have color. The have you guys Color of winners.
1: Have you guys not that's noticed right. that every time you guys talk about Scorpio motors, I always ask what color is it? No, I yeah. haven't it's, it's noticed kind of that thing. actually. Yeah. Well,
0: okay, well, it's, there you it's go. That's what I do. So that's uh that's what's going on on the Goblin front. I have been working a little bit on some of the other helis. Last time we talked about the Compass getting a little bit of a rework. And as I dig deeper into the Compass, I realize it needs more and more of a rework. So it was originally just, you know, I had crashed it a week and a half back. And I went and replaced all those parts, got it fixed up, took the X8 servos out of it because those are going into the 770. And then I started looking at some stuff and realizing, well, that bearing's not all that great. Oh, well, that one isn't either. And before you know it, I've got it torn down to basically parts and a couple of large sub-assemblies. And I am now going through each of the bearings. I, I, I'm pretty much going to buy a full set of bearings uh, to to get those redone for winter and the new season. And it's not like Jesse where I've got 1,500 flights on it, but if you guys recall, I bought the 7HV used uh, from a guy who I think flew it as his main heli and flew it a lot and flew it hard. And so when I bought it, I went over it and everything seemed to be okay, Uh, but I think now that I realize I've got some questionable bearings that might explain some of the subtle uh, yet odd behavior that i've noticed at times now that you've repeatedly crashed shit. (laughs) now hold on hold on dude nick come on i've crashed it how many i've crashed it twice what are you talking no actually i crashed it three times (laughs) well hold on two two were my fault one was not so it's still three but yeah you're right fine whatever screw you we we... (laughs) (laughs) so now it's now it's the compass and the gasser that are completely torn down and i'm honestly not in a hurry to get them back together they they may not fly for easily another month or so just depending on how long it takes me to find all the bad stuff and get all the replacement parts
1: wouldn't expect anything less
0: yeah but see the difference is dan I don't have any reason to get those back together right now, other than to prove you wrong.
1: Other than it sucks to have a helicopter torn apart on your bench. No, uh-huh. I don't.
0: I don't mind. So I much. don't like
1: that. I don't like that. Well,
0: dude, you're you're freaking. What are you what are you talking about? Your <laughs> your uh your trailer is like a freaking graveyard. Yeah, you walk but in there and no they're heli- like partially built and or destroyed helis everywhere.
1: Yeah, but see, those are helis I don't fly anymore. All the helis that I fly are flying.
0: Okay, all right. I do
1: have we'll a lot of skeletons. see how quickly it goes
0: to be- together when you when you <laughs> dumb thumb or dumb knob or whatever you're going to call it when you <laughs> dumb, <laughs> dumb, <laughs> dumb dumb knob the rudder in. <laughs>
1: Dumb knob. Yeah. I swear to God, you guys uh, have little faith. I am not going to crash that
0: helicopter. That one's going to stick. Dumb knob. That's
2: dumb knob. Yeah.
0: Yep. You're freaking dumb knob it again. There you go. You dumb knobbed <laughs> it. Yeah. So wow. we talked a little bit about uh, simming earlier this week. I went on the sim with, with Dan to check out his new radio. I have been simming more as well. Not as much as it sounds like Nick has. Although. Nick has been simming enough to come up with some pretty darn good custom models. The one that I tried was the Agile 7.2 because I just wasn't feeling the Goblin, the Granny Mod Goblin that I had been tuning on my version of Real Flight 6.5. So Nick's like, oh, dude, check this thing out. You'll love it. It's, it's a lot closer. So I download this thing from Nick and I get it on there. And because his has been tuned and set up in Real Flight 7, I don't realize that Real Flight 7 and Real Flight 6.5 don't have all the same components, like blades and motors and stuff like that. So it pops up on my sim, and this freaking thing is rocking a set of Blade 130X main blades.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Suffice to say, it would not even get off the ground. But I will tell you, it will pirou like you would not freaking believe. Ground pirouing. So, yeah, once I got the new blades on there, it it actually flew pretty well, dude. So, good on you.
1: Yeah, that's the one I've been flying to.
2: I need, I need to uh, I need to get them all kind of polished up in one evening. But it, and I, I'm kind of holding out on that because. I'm trying to get out just one day and fly and then come home that night and do the polishing touches on all of them before I put them up. Like, I I need that.
0: That's where I get the most frustrated because I've been flying lately and I come back and put up the sim and it feels like crap. And then I get discouraged and I'm like, well, screw this. I don't even want to bother with it. I don't want to mess with tuning. I'm tired of that. I just wanted to fly. And now I got to deal with this shitty model." So well, I like that you're you're tuning, although I'd like you to do a different <laughs> heli, because I'm not going to lie, I am not feeling the canopy on that Agile. It doesn't that's float my the, canopy uh, boat. Queen Elizabeth theme to it. Does, <laughs>
2: Queen is Elizabeth like, is a, theme? Is that a stock
1: color, or is yeah. that something you did, Nick? Blend. No, no, that's a stock uh, color. That's
2: stock. Yeah. huh. Which actually looks
0: really good in real life, just does not translate.
1: It does look good, well.
2: but
0: on the sim, yeah, it's not. It's meh. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty much what I've been up to. I'm not going to get any flying in this weekend because we're supposed to get like three inches of rain in the next 48 hours. Plus, you may or may not be able to tell that I am sick with a freaking cold. So, yeah, hmm. probably just going to hang out, maybe slowly start. Wrenching on the 770. See what I can come up with there.
1: Well, let's see. Jesse, what have you been up to? Oh, wait a minute. Jesse's like busy picking up hitchhikers and hookers at rest areas on the way back from Pullman.
2: <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> it's not a good stretch. Not a good... <laughs> no. There are better stretches. Not a good stretch of highway. Of highway. Pick...
1: <laughs> yeah. There's better stretches <laughs> of highway to pick those up. <laughs> Sure, do you got a pretty mouth, boy. <laughs> so, uh, I think, um, I think maybe we should do some news. We got any news? Yeah, I might be able to. So, what do you think? Uh, you think? Anyway? Of just, did did Justin do your news justice? Did he do it justice last week, Nick?
2: Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Considering he had all of about twenty minutes warning, yeah. Man, you know what, Nick? If I puff one more set of lipos, I think I'm going to go insane. Dude, well, you're telling me that you're not running Gen Z's packs? Ever since I started running them, man, I'm getting over 200 cycles on these sets of packs. If you're still puffing them, you need to get up to speed. I think I'm going to go check those out and get myself a set right now.
1: So there it is, guys. If you want a reliable set of packs at a fair price, Gen Ace batteries. You can find them at HobbyParts.com. Hey guys yeah. this week's news is brought to you by heli dot com your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Alright Nick, what do we got for news?
2: Alright, so this is this is pretty big news. Um part of it would be big news for uh myself and Justin and then the other part would be big news for uh for you and actually for Rachel Dan um because now you two can fly the stingray in real oh.
1: flight. Oh
0: Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Dan, I know know you've been waiting for this shit. I have been waiting. I mean, since you've heard about it. Yeah, I have. Well,. I think your radio showed up just
2: in time. Just in yep. time. <laughs> just in time. So, yeah, they have actually have a uh, a Stingray up for download on the Knife Edge forums. So, uh, yeah, go just rock that and 3D it and get all confused orientation-wise and drive
0: it in. Do your thing. We would like a report next week, Dan.
1: I I'll
2: get right on that. For the rest of us... You know, I might be a little bit biased to this model. I think Justin might agree as I'm pretty well. Damn biased, <laughs> not kinda. No, not kinda I, I'm at really all, dude. damn biased. No, I'm, I'm really no damn biased. In this.
1: There's no shame here.
2: Uh, also, up on the Knife Edge forums is uh miniature aircraft, seven hundred EX. Did you guys to download? Did you
1: guys ever hear about the the two schmoes that kind of redid that? Kind of worked that design out.
2: Might have helped with that. Yeah.
1: God, I heard they were just douchebags. Do you guys do you guys know those?
0: I I am a
1: pretty I big douchebag when it comes down <laughs> to it and I'm
0: I'm willing to accept that. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm his friend, so
2: I'm guilty by association. <laughs> so tell us <laughs> yeah, about so it. What
1: is the uh what's the big draw there? What's uh
2: 700 for the, for for flying the model on on real life? Cool? Is that cool? life? Does that
1: feel kind of cool? No, no, to have it Is it surreal? I, <laughs> I <laughs> I mean, I, I looked
0: Justin, at that damn thing up. for eight months in solid work, so yes, there's a little bit of pride there.
1: How did they do? How's that, the, Have you guys downloaded it yet? I have not yet, I have but not.
0: I,
2: I can tell you that I will probably be downloading that tonight. <laughs> um, I will probably be throwing a Nick Custom tune on that and be sharing it. Sweet. With Justin. With Justin. Yeah, I was gonna say, I can only guess the first person who will be wanting it would be.
0: It, it yeah, looks really cool, cool in the in the picture, though. Yeah, they they did. Joking aside, they did uh, a pretty good import of the canopy and the frame layout, so it it looks genuine.
2: It's weird. It, it is a little surreal, Dan. I yeah. guess to be to quit joking for a second, but it is. It's kind of cool to be like you know sit there and be like, "Wow, okay. Well, I mean, is that is that like a little kind of like one of those rites of passage? Like if you have a real flight or a phoenix model then then you've accomplished something?"
1: I, yeah, why not? Sure, yeah. Yes. I mean, I, mean, I mean, think it's cool. why not. I right? think it's pretty cool. Hell yeah, dude.
2: Yeah. I never uh we can brag a little. S- I never saw a in there, so <laughs> oh, come on.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> oh man. I think that's cool. Right, so there is I think that's cool as shit. Uh
2: there's a pretty cool post up here, um uh that a guy put up on how to in and a list of what parts is needed to convert the Raptor E seven twenty to the E eight twenty. Now, the reason I put this up is I find this kind of interesting. I had no idea. it. You know, it really doesn't take that much to do the conversion. It, you know, and they came out with the 720. So a lot of the guys got it. It's like, whoa, this thing flies awesome, super cool. Holy crap, it's expensive to crash because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like right along, uh, like we talked with Rachel before on the G4 and the crash costs on it. But so... You know, fast forward a little bit later, now the E700's out, completely opposite. Super affordable crash cost, flies great. This makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, For all of those people that had the 720, ended up buying a 700, now it's like, well, why do I even have my 720? Well, dude, make it an 820. Why? Because 800s are just cool so um definitely if you have a 720 take a look at this i I can't imagine not doing this conversion looks like agile has a new head coming out uh for the k d s agile seven point two uh what do you know big surprise away from d f c oh here we go and to a more standard traditional head It's to be a trend these
1: days doesn't it
2: Weirdest thing, <laughs> yeah. So, it, and, and I'm sure that it'll stay like this until a line comes out with a new head next month, and then everyone will go to that for a year till they realize it sucks, <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll go back. Uh, but no, uh, you know, I that was probably the one thing, uh, me personally, uh, looking through, I have not seen an Agile 7.2 in person, um, but just. Looking at the pictures, I really like the design of the heli, uh, but the head was the one thing that I saw and went, ah, man, that just, I'm not digging it. I'm not buying
1: it. I, gotta, I think that's... Uh, I got to ask you guys a question ahead. about the Agile. Sure. Have you guys been hearing anything not so positive about uh, the Agile? I have not. I actually have not. Really?
2: I yeah. mean,
0: I, I haven't actively gone out and done research, but the few people and friends that I know that have them or have flown them have had positive things to say. Uh, yeah. I, uh, it have sounds you heard some... like you're baiting us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am, is, wow. I, <laughs> so subtle. I huh. have. Um,
1: I've been told by some, by a birdie that there, there has been some issues with
2: Design or what QC? part of it? Yeah,
1: that I don't know if it's a QC or design issue. And these are some I was told this by some friends in the UK. I think I think it's a QC issue, not a design issue. Um,
2: that's good because that can be yeah that can be uh, out of the easy two designs. Be, yeah, and I wanna I wanna preface
1: this with there is no there. This is not based on any you know objective data. It's all subjective and just. You know, talking with friends. Uh, so there's no, you know. <laughs> there's so no, what
0: you're saying is this is pure speculation, pure speculation, and you might very well be lying to I've, us.
1: Well, no, I'm not lying to you in that <laughs> this is what was reported to me. But I have no reason to disbelieve based on who was telling me this. But at the same time, you got to take it for what it's worth. I mean, how big was the sample? Is it, is it representative? Just curious if you guys have yeah. anything. anything. I else. have not.
0: No,
2: I have not. It's they seem to be on a pretty good train of popularity. Yeah, they though.
1: do. They do.
0: If we've got any listeners that are flying them, though, let us know, positive or negative.
2: And you're not sponsored, Kenny. Yeah, Kenny. <laughs> that's, that's not <laughs> yeah. We know you love yours, Kenny. Which, by the way. I'll bring up because I think we're going to see if we can get some time. You know, we've got a couple shows lined up ahead, but uh, Wishlingers um, is uh, has been flying for KDS, and I, you know, I chit chat back and forth with him, and and he's really like the model. Just got back from OHB, and I think I do believe he competed in the night competition. He did. He did. So, so uh, I don't know how well you did, but uh, looks like you had fun. And, uh, yeah, I do look forward to talking to him. And cool part is he's got one. That means that this summer we'll actually get to see one. Yeah.
1: And also, too, Alan Womack from uh, KDS USA. We're hoping to get on the show soon as well. Um, oh, there you go. So that's, they're down from Texas, Texas area. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. You know, I've, I've talked to Alan a few times and, um, We've not made a connection recently, but I'm thinking that I know he was kind of wondering if uh, we could get him on the show and
2: You bet. Uh speaking of night flight competition at the OHB, uh congratulations to Mitch Morozas. Morozas? Yep. Eh, something like it. that. Yeah. Uh yeah, we got his uh winning night flight up here a video of it. Wow. <laughs>
1: Was it good? I I never, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah,
2: dude. Yeah, wow. And you know what's kind of weird? So, a lot of the guys that win these night competitions are flying with Dalcons. Okay. Mm -hmm. But yet, you can't buy the Dalcon anymore. So, it almost makes it like a secret weapon. (laughs) Is that, that, that's, they
1: don't, it's not produced anymore?
2: I do I do not think that Chim Systems is making the Dalcon anymore. I just don't think there was enough of uh a,
1: a market you know, five hundred dollars for a light unit.
2: Yeah, and it it's I mean I don't know if it was understandably much, but, it, it, it it was expensive. Yeah, It was expensive. Um you know, but understandably it did a ton. Yeah. I mean it's by far the most advanced night system like oh, tenfold yeah. Absolutely. of anything that came out. So a lot of the pros got it, but, you know, a lot of the average guys did not. And then it, they just couldn't support it and, you know, moved on from there. But I guess the guys who still have it, lucky for you. Mm-hmm. All right. News of the week. Now I want to know what you guys think about this because I'm, I'm a little torn. It appears as though Horizon has made an announcement. Yeah. That they will be acquired. I like that term. Yeah, acquired. Um, acquired by investor group led by CEO Joe Ambrosi. Basically, correct me if I'm wrong. They sold it for a bunch of money. Yeah. Uh, this. Oh uh, man, Horizon was up until this point. Um, to the best. Now, I'm going to say this because I seem to be getting some stuff wrong in the news. Yes, that is for you, that one listener.
0: <laughs> did you do your
1: homework, Nick? Did you do your
0: homework? <laughs> no, I
2: didn't. And I'm okay Did you with at that.
0: least read the news? I
2: did. Yes, I did. Cut, copy, paste. Cut, copy, paste. Headlines. See, we, we read the headline. Yep. And then we just um, inferred from the headline. Yes, the we inferred be. from there. I'd make it up from there. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, uh, Horizon Hobby was employee owned. And, you know, looking at nearly 700 employees. So, man, this has turned into a pretty, there's a pretty large thread on RunRider about this. And does it, it kind of seems like the general consensus is, you know, oh, crap, there it goes. Write it off. A lot of folks have made the comments that once large investment, you know, let's be realistic. Investment companies get involved with something for one reason, and that's investment, which is money. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, this hobby, as uh, other companies have learned, is a very small hobby that has a lot of requirements. We don't have... You know, really, with the exception of like a line, I would say that you know you can't really get away with like bad customer service or consistent bad quality or anything. And and I'm not saying quality with a line, but you know everyone knows you're not going to get product support from a line. Period. End of story. But it's just the hobby's so small that you know if this when this investment firm gets involved in it are they going to maintain the same level of, you know, personalization, customer support that horizon has developed? Cause that's, I mean, really when all the, <laughs> you know, when all the MCPXs were flying apart in pieces and, and, you know, every, every small model they come out with, it, you know, they all have a couple issues and, they, they are toy grade. You know, I'm not even going to call them hobby grade. They're toy grade. But people always go back, and it's because they do have excellent customer service. And, and all around, I have believed that, you know, Horizon is, they're one of the good guys. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think that
0: that's going to change? I think that it depends on... Well, let me take a step back. I I think the reason why this is occurring is because the investment company recognizes the potential for growth in Horizon. Uh, It's not surprising, given all the big milestones that they've hit this year in the hobby, right, in the industry, with the Pro Series and... All the other different things that they're bringing out, most of which are pretty innovative uh, and, and aggressive from a pricing standpoint. But I also think from Horizon's standpoint, it's a benefit to them, at least at their executive level, because what this investment company is going to bring is more more money, more capital, more ability to progress in the industry. And if you read through the, you know, you read through the press release and yeah, it, it could just be a language thing and they're trying to sell it. But what they basically say is it's a win-win for both companies, the, the acquiring company and Horizon itself, because from Horizon's perspective, this additional money is going to be able to provide them with the ability to kick it up yet another notch. And in their but, words, bring more good stuff to the customers. Now, is that a front? Who knows? I mean, who knows? I, I, I take it at face value for, for the time being, and and I'll take a sort of sit back and wait approach. There have been a lot of times in other industries where this occurs and it all goes downhill. And then there are situations where it's transformational.
2: I mean, bring more good stuff. I I just man, I I have this bad feeling that this investment firm comes in. Oh, well, you you know, you released this and you sold this many, you released this. Well well now we, you have more money so you can release more, right? And then Now, you know, well, yes, but we could make this much more if you didn't, if you need to cut warranty costs by 20% because that would make us a million more dollars. So now, you know what I mean? And they start shaving and cutting corners because that is what they do. I mean, they're in it to make the most money. And then, well, you now all of a sudden the market's just saturated. Because because these guys are at the reins and they just they came into the hobby not understanding the hobby. That's
0: my concern. And who knows? I think that's as valid a concern as as someone that might hope that for the best that it's a positive outcome. You never know. It would I, I mean, I'll say right now it would suck if if whether by intent or accident it turns out to hurt horizon because they obviously bring something pretty significant and i would argue pretty unique to the industry and we need that i mean with as small of an industry as it is there's nothing better for progression than competition yeah it makes me nervous
1: i
2: I sure do hope for the best
1: yeah it makes me nervous as well i mean it's just it depends upon i don't know. uh, is there a restructuring involved? You know, I mean, are they going to, are key people in key positions going to be let go based, you know, because they, their salaries are too high, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever it means? It, it's just, uh, I guess it's kind of hide and watch. You
2: know? Yep. Hope for the best. I, I, man, I just, I really like it when you see someone start in the hobby small. And then grow big and and maintain the control themselves. I mean, look at the well, they're a great example. You know, look at what they've created. Look at what Scorpion has created. I mean, just an you know small empire, but yet the the man with the morals is still in control. Yeah, and that's a that's a good feeling. That's, that's what I got for news.
0: Yeah,
1: Justin, got any news?
0: I don't have any news, Dan. No
1: news at all? Shit. No
0: news.
1: Jesse doesn't have any news because he's not here. Jesse, do you have
2: any compass news? <laughs> uh no. Not again.
0: <laughs> I like it. His voice isn't that deep. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh no no compass news again, Dan. It's oh. more like
1: I crashed the seven HV. <laughs> <laughs> crash the seven HV. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's messed. But wait, up. the compass Just is kidding. the best helicopter ever made. <laughs> yeah. I love my compass helicopter. Dark dude, stock, belt. <laughs> 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 it's too bad. Too bad. I'm busy in school. I'd be flying all the time. Fly <laughs> oh. my compass helicopters. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, oh Jesse. God! Well, I guess that's it for news. All huh? right, that's the way it is. All right, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine.
2: You know, Justin, I might be just a tad bit biased, but I couldn't help but notice that Helipros has the new miniature aircraft seven hundred EX in stock.
0: You're absolutely right, Nick. And it's good to know that not only is the heli made in the USA, but it's backed by the awesome support that we know and love from the guys at helipros.com. And remember, fly hard. Helipros
1: has the part. So Orlando heli blah happened. Those lucky bastards. It we did. got to sit uh. and watch all the Facebook posts. Yeah. And even Sub-zero though it's a week
0: later, I still can't get away <laughs> I know, from right? the constant nagging <laughs> that reminds me of the fail of me not being there.
1: <laughs> I oh, we got to we got to try to figure out how to be there next year. It's done, it's over, it's gone. It was a fantastic event, but we've got a special treat tonight. We had the pleasure Rachel Plant, she's been on the show before. We mentioned that she was going to kind of keep an eye on things while she was there and come back after uh, after the the Orlando Hilly Blowout was done. She got home last uh, midweek, this week, this past week, and uh, she stopped by. Let us know what it's all about. And I got to tell you, she is a lot of fun, and this is a fun interview, probably one of the funnest interviews I think we've done. Don't you guys? I would agree completely. Yeah. I mean, We I'd probably could have gone in, on right. for another hour or two. We could. Just
0: shooting the ball.
1: Yep. So here you go, guys. This is, uh, first of all, Rachel, thank you for stopping by. And you're welcome anytime you want to come by. And uh, for our listeners out there, we sure hope you enjoy this interview. We're going to play it right now, and we will be right back after. <laughs> it's not right back. It's a fairly long interview. We will be back when the interview's over. Ready, Rachel?
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm good.
1: <clears throat> you got your tea and crumpets there?
3: No, I've just got coffee and a Twix.
1: Coffee, <laughs> Twix, coffee and a Twix. See, so you the, got the, the right twix. side or the left side?
3: Ah, uh, it's the right side. I right. needed to check. <laughs> I had the left side, but that was breakfast. That <laughs> so we live the life here in the UK, eh? UKA. Yeah, UKA.
1: Hey.
3: H U Y, not A as in
0: as in K- C A as in that's what they say in Canada right. too, right?
1: Yep.
3: Yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, I want to know whereabouts in Canada Dan comes from.
1: Dan doesn't come from Canada. Oh.
3: <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I
1: didn't do. Job I mean, he's people.
0: close enough to Canada. Next, closer yeah. to Canada. Who, than who's nine. counting?
3: Oh yeah. Okay. yeah,
1: but shit, I'm, I'm the closest. I'm two hundred 200 miles away from Canada.
3: 200 miles, that's just round the block for you guys.
1: That's across the country for you, isn't it?
3: Yeah, that's like about a whole country.
1: That's like a two-day trip for you, isn't
3: it? Uh, yeah, at least. <coughs> On a plane. Two days for 200 miles.
0: <laughs> Apparently, you still use horses and
1: buggies in England.
3: No, we just walk. So, Rachel, you
1: just got back from Atlanta. You got back last just a couple days ago.
3: Uh, Yeah, I did.
1: Are you? Don't uh, ask
3: me which day. I haven't got a clue what day it is.
1: Are you still like tuckered out? That must have been a lot of fun. I mean,
3: oh, it was a lot of fun. It was just absolutely mental. (laughs) They're just the best people. Yeah. And yeah, and it was hot, damn hot.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and sunny. You guys don't get, you don't really ever get to see the sun where you live, is it right?
3: No, no, that's true. We just like get the sun for a day or so uh we turn bright pink and our skin (laughs) falls off that's the way it
0: goes (laughs) (laughs) what kind of hot are we talking here like 70 80
3: no we're talking 86 to 90 degrees every day and that's
0: perfect in december man that's just sickening that's isn't it just
3: wrong how can you do christmas when it's that hot
0: Oh, I'd give up
2: Christmas. I would too.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't do Christmas there? anyway. Don't you? No. Oh, you one of the Muslims?
2: No, <laughs> 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 the Canadian Muslims.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> hey, I have Muslim friends. They don't do Christmas. <laughs> that's fine.
1: Yeah, so are you, Dan? No. Uh, are you a Muslim, man? What's your excuse? I just don't... I don't like holidays, man. Oh. <laughs> that sucks. She just
4: okay. called you a Muslim. <laughs> <She called
3: me. laughs> oh, God.
0: Oh, I hope oh, not no
3: idea. where you guys are, but it's not here. No. It's just sort of funny
1: it's not offensive to us i'm sure somebody's gonna find <laughs> so, someone's offensive. gonna send a hate mail but that's okay
3: hey just forward it to me <laughs> so
1: let's let's kind of start at the beginning i mean okay. what so you know you were on the show uh just not very long ago a few weeks ago and we were talking about orlando and you were pretty excited about the trip so when did you get there what i mean how how many days did you get to play around in the states what day did you get there
3: Okay, I got there on Tuesday night, a really late o'clock. I think the flight landed at about 12.30. And then you have to do the airport thing, which sucks so bad. I had, like, five cases, and that's just mental, on my own. So it's just, like, a big mistake, that, really, because the airport's on three levels, and you have to get a train from one bit to the other. And it just... It's oh, just no, with thing. all of the
0: heli cases?
3: With the heli case, which was pretty heavy. It's a wonder they led it on the plane. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that bit wasn't fun. Uh, and I got me, what did they give me? Went to the hire car place, which was an event in itself. And they gave me a Nissan, as you guys say. Don't ask me what sort of Nissan it was, but it was big.
1: <laughs> uh, can, <laughs> can I ask you a it question? Was,
3: Today. Yeah, 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 go for it.
1: Did you did you put your helis in the boot?
3: No, no, I put them in the trunk.
1: There you go. That's there what I like are. to hear. Ah. That's what I like to hear.
3: I don't know why I picked that car, because it's really weird. In England, they give you the keys and they show you how the car works. And in America, it's like, it's in the garage. Pick whichever one with the boot up you want. <laughs> I was like, what?
1: So okay. I got another question for you. What did it What did it feel like to finally drive a car that has the driver's side on the correct side of the vehicle?
3: Well, if you just check out the curb between Orlando and where I was going, there's fifty yards. <laughs> there's a black mark. That's me. Okay, you can just like follow me all the way there. I was pretty tired. Uh, I don't actually remember getting from the airport to the hotel. It just oh, sort of no. Hey, it was a cool car. Yeah? It was great fun. I'd got the collision damage waiver. I didn't care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> was that? Was that? I mean, that's got to be a really weird. I, have you? Have you driven a car like we have here in the states? I mean, obviously it's different
3: what, with the steering on the wrong side. No,
1: no, on the correct side.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah, but not very often, and never actually abroad. So it's only been in the UK when somebody's bought a. A left-hand port. drive car into my garage, because that's what I do. I work in a garage. Yeah. So it's really rare. So that's the bit that gets you the worst. I'm quite happy to drive on the wrong side of the road, quote, <laughs> but not on the wrong side of the car.
1: Huh. I don't know, huh? man. That'd be. I've never driven a vehicle that had the opposite side. Have either of you two? Nor have I.
0: I've not.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I, sub- I, just I have. And? Was it, just, was it just normal? I mean, was it not? Or is it just kind of weird at first? Seems like it's really only, strange.
2: It's only really strange if it's a uh manual transmission. And then mm. you constantly oh. try and take
1: off in fifth gear instead of first. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you push oh, the and you rev it up when you want to do the gas, or is it, how is the how do the pedals work on it's, that? it's no, it's the it's the same. Are the keep are the pedals the same?
3: Yeah, 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 they're still the same. Clutch is still on the left. Okay. Do you guys know yeah. what a clutch is?
1: Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Why, why would we not know what a clutch is?
3: I thought you manuals rock. They do.
1: Yeah. I drive one every day. Yeah,
3: that's what my car is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you have cars in Canada.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this Canada thing. is You know who who's to blame for the whole Canada thing? Do you guys know snowmobiles? Who? No, 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 no. It's it's sleds. It's Courtney. Down in Florida. with actually. reindeer.
3: Actually, it may have come from Courtney. It did come from Courtney. She's got this. You are she, sharp. She's been telling
1: everybody that I'm from Canada. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> That's why. awesome.
3: Right, so to... She is a star. She's so funny. Yeah? Yeah, we just had some good times out there.
1: So you got to the hotel. Yes. And you got settled in. You got a good night's sleep. And so what yeah. happens next? Tell us. Tell us about your adventures.
3: Okay, well... What happened next is I just decided to go and find the field, really, which was on the Wednesday, so the event hadn't started proper, uh, but I was told I could go down there anyway, so it didn't matter. So really, it was just a case of working out the sat-nav and finding the field, which wasn't too bad, actually. Um, wait,
1: wait, wait. Sat-nav. Oh, come on, you s- rocket scientist.
0: i know what it is i just i love i love the differences it's great sat nav gps
1: i gotta tell you something rachel you may not know this justin has a bit of a crush on your accent
3: oh doesn't everybody (laughs) it's like you go to america and you're like in somebody's house and they go just say this for me and you're like (laughs) I tell you <laughs> exactly.
0: I, yeah, I don't care what you're saying right now, Rachel. I just like listening to the accent. Just keep talking.
3: You don't mind though, because you know what? You guys really rock. You're you're really friendly, and it's a lovely place. Yeah. So if the accent does it for you, then cool. Bring it on. <laughs> Sweet. So you. Found- I have been practicing my American, but I'm not very good. Oh come so on, let's hear it. I, I, let's oh, hear we it. gotta hear it. Come yeah, on. Gotta- oh no, I can no, only no, do no, the no, end no. bit. You see, we were over there and we were like saying, you're all, but apparently it's y'all. So we got that bit. That was about it.
1: That's not very good.
3: No, I know. I want to hear some
1: Hugh Laurie shit here is what I want to hear.
3: Who's Hugh Laurie? Oh my God. You
1: don't know who House is?
3: No. He's
1: like a British actor that played. Everybody knows who House is, right? Justin? Yeah, Yeah. I know
0: who House is. Yeah, Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. British, but he plays uh, an American doctor.
3: Asshole.
1: Yeah. He does a great American accent.
3: Oh, I know the guy, but I can't think of his real name. Hugh Laurie. Hugh, yeah, hello. That's the one. Hello. I'm awake. Uh, or who's the, the other one? Who food plays? Food who's the one that plays Rick on
0: Walking Dead, Nick? Is he know. from
1: Britain? Yeah. he's He's English. Oh, man. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> so you found the field. What were your thoughts when you first saw it? Is it impressive compared to what you're used to in the uk or is it just kind of run of the mill
3: no it's impressive yeah. it's uh it's quite a big sight although there's power lines you'll see from the videos right across the back uh and we're not sort of used to that we're more open in the uk we might have trees but there's something a bit scary about power lines yeah. that close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're not really that close but they sort of look it in you and they're right in your eye line but they've got a lovely field they've got a like a, a solar power charging station uh i don't oh, think nice. they've got power there as such but they've got this solar power station uh they've got a huge shelter thing which you'd need because you just bake there it's just <laughs> yeah. so warm uh when i went on the wednesday nothing was set up so it was really quite surprising to see how they transform it from Literally a charging station and a shelter, and a, a Porter John as you guys call it, uh, <laughs> to this huge quarter of a mile long flying site, and it is—it's really surprising how they do it, and they work hard because they don't sort of factor it all in and and just bring outside help in. These guys do it themselves,
4: mm-hmm.
3: so you know, top club and really top guys and super friendly was there anybody hanging out when you showed up on wednesday oh yeah there's about five or six people there
1: yeah when i got there and you're you're like a rock star they knew who you were right and you're like hey I, hey and they're like yeah hey, knew that, who you that, were.
3: that's freaky because i'm nobody i'm a sport pilot from <sighs> uk that's it you're rachel Plant, uh,
1: man everybody knows who rachel everyone Plan knows is.
3: rachel no they don't i mean in in england there are so many pilots that deserve recognition way more than me and they don't get it. And you know, it's quite humbling. As I say, I'm not even a good pilot. I just enjoy the hobby. But you know, Rachel, there are representatives of the hobby
1: and there are, there are people who can really fly. And that's where you really stand out because that is what people really appreciate about you is how you represent the hobby. It's got nothing to do with, with the 3D Smackdown flying for you, people just, they enjoy listening to you, and they enjoy hearing what you're doing. Trust
2: yeah, we me. get that. We yeah. can't
1: fly where the shit either, so don't get <laughs> <Yeah. make> that. <laughs> oh,
0: exactly, Nick.
3: Hey, I don't know what you're saying. I can do the 3D Smackdown stuff. It just doesn't get up again, that's all.
1: It's intentional 3D. I do that yeah. too.
3: Yeah. yeah, that's the one I do. <laughs> the one where you walk out and pick the parts up.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So Wednesday rolls around, you go check out the field.
3: Yeah, go check out the field, decide to have a fly. Uh, obviously, because I'd woken up at like four o'clock in the morning, their time, your time, and uh, I'd got helicopters in a million bits, I, I sort of woke up and just put those back together slowly. So I was all ready to go. Uh, Went and had a fly. What did I fly first? I didn't fly the E7 first because that was charging. I flew the Raptor, uh, the Nitro, and sort of found out why electrics are popular there. Yeah? Yeah. Tell us your experience. It's, well, it's – re- Nitro's in the heat of the day because I think I got there about midday. They're really quite down on power. You mm-hmm. do notice quite a difference – certainly to what we have in the UK. So I think I had two or three flights with the Raptor, and then it developed a really bad rattling noise. I mean, it was, like, horrendous, and I'm like, oh, great. Because I'd got, like, an entire helicopter in spares, except for the engine. (laughs) That's the bit I hadn't got. Oh, no. And that's where these guys in this club really come into their own, because, like, within 10 minutes, they'd got the engine out of it, it was in bits all over the table, and I was on my way to the local model shop uh, just to get, like, new bearings for the engine. So they, they just had it fixed in no time, and I'm really grateful. There was a guy there called, I don't know his last name, but he was Papa John, they called him, and he was a super guy. And just nothing was too much trouble. They just sorted it. That. So that
1: was cool that I mean, is awesome that is what we love about this hobby that very experience right there it's incredible
3: that's you know that's the sort of way it is and it's where i ever go in the world if you have a problem yep there's always somebody's gonna help you know yep. and you don't have to look too far either and the i thought the big thing is you know you all think that people have heard of me and things like that and It didn't matter whether it was me or anybody. They'd all help. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. And that's the good bit, isn't it? But I went down to this amazing model shop, which was round the block, as they told me. Oh, it's only around the corner. (laughs) Put it into your sat-nav. It's like an hour away. But I'm sure my sat-nav was on, like, random route. It just, like, went (laughs) by Disney World and, like, (laughs) SeaWorld and... It, like took about two days to get to this model shop, but what a place I've never seen anywhere like it. I'm struggling to think of the name it was i think it's either it's graves, graves RC. RC? Yeah. graves r c yep. that's the one
4: mm-hmm.
3: it is just floor to ceiling kits of every description I'm talking planks here sorry mm-hmm. guys that's all right but you know floor to ceiling, and some of them must have been there since I was a baby. You know, they're just like <laughs> covered in dust, and it's just so cool. You could spend a week in that shop, but they've got like a, a heli department, mm-hmm. which is great if you own a goblin. It's really <laughs> cool, a goblin. <laughs> See, there's so you got to
2: experience Florida. Yeah, did
1: that's you know that's one of the requirements? <laughs> that is, I don't know if you know this, Rachel, but to to live in Florida, you have to get a driver's license. You have to own a goblin.
3: Yep. This apparently it's is true. true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you have to get it signed off by Bert and Susie as well. That's the <laughs> way it goes. <laughs> Justin <laughs> but, would fit in down
1: there really well. Yeah, he well, would. Yeah. Come
0: on. I wouldn't. I know I'd be a rebel.
1: I wouldn't get it signed. You knew that was coming, right? You had to know that was coming.
3: Yeah, I knew, oh, we we all knew that was coming, didn't we? We yeah. were just like, yeah.
1: Lots of goblins yeah. in the forest. Hey, they're, they're
3: fun helicopters. Oh, yeah, they mm-hmm. had like their own tent table marquee thing <laughs> with like all these goblins of every shape and size. But, you know, they're great hellies and fun people, so it's all good. It it sort of never degraded into the this is our camp, you've got to have a goblin. It, you could go anywhere, yeah. you know, hang sure. out with anybody you wanted. The Gary guys are worth a mention because they're insane. They're so funny. You just had the best time with the Gowie guys. But you won't be buying one of those in Florida, will you? (laughs) (laughs) For sure. (laughs) I think they had, uh, when I went into the shop, I had a bit of a look around. They had parts for like old shuttles and old raptors. I mean, like really old raptors. And uh, a million goblin parts. Get anything you want for one of those. And they had some aligned stuff as well. Mm Mm-hmm. That's cool, but you know they it was a good shop and great people. And I think I spoke to Mark Graves, who was I think he's the owner's son. He was a top guy. They ran an auto contest at the event as well. Yeah. Which I think I managed to actually land somewhere near the circle. They only needed like mm-hmm. two tape measures and we were there. It was close. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't fast. All right, so, so before, what you're
0: saying is you won.
3: Oh, do you know? I think there's a lot of people there had been <laughs> happy for one, but no, I was right on the edge of the circle, which is probably about a meter. So close. That's not but bad. There were people there nailing it. I mean, literally nailing it straight in the middle. There's some really good pilots there. Mm-hmm. You know, and this wasn't the top guys because I can't think of any of them that entered the auto. They left it to you know, or everybody else, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Because we all know they could kill it, couldn't they? They'd be doing it like inverted onto the head button because that's what they do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so let's let's move on through Wednesday. You got a few flights. You, okay, went, and got, Wednesday. you, you went and got some parts, and then you went back, yep. got the got your, your nitro all, all, I'm assuming you got it all ready to go again.
3: That's right. Went and got some parts. Uh, I'd had a little problem with the E7 because when I packed it, I'd put some bolts and washers sort of, taped to it and one of the washers had fallen into the motor. So we had to go to Home Depot as you guys call it.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah Home
3: Depot, as we say in England, <laughs> to get some we call them circlip pliers, but I think you call them C clip pliers. Cause I hadn't got any of those with me. Yeah. Uh I could have borrowed a set I'm sure, but you know what? I don't like to ask too much. So I just I wanted to get a set of my own and just looking around the shops is quite cool for me. I like shopping, so there you go. But yeah, back to the field, and I uh, had a couple of flights with the E7. Now, you know what I all said about Nitro's rocking? hmm mm-hmm. Well, they do. <laughs> but electric's where it's at when it's hot. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, okay. And the more I flew it, the more I loved it. And you've got to bear in mind, I haven't flown that model. It had like four flights in the UK, got chucked in a box, and there we go. But, oh, wow. Uh, I'm reserving judgment because you know what? Nitro's still where it's at.
1: I would agree S- with that statement. Wholeheartedly, in fact.
3: Especially at night. Uh, because when the, the sort of evenings come along there, the nitro smoke hangs in the air and you can like, do a couple of circuits, make some smoke, pop it upside down and come back through the smoke. And you just see the vortices off the tips of the blades. It's like mm-hmm. mega cool. Nick's,
1: Nick's got a term for that. Yeah? Yeah. Go on. What do you call that time of day, Nick? I don't remember. Oh, dude, you need to start flying nitro. That's the golden hour. It's sure. Oh, Yes. It is the golden hour. It's the golden hour of nitro. man. Yeah, I was waiting that's for where some... you
0: can lay down the smoke and just cover the entire field.
1: Yeah, in that's nitro
0: fog, it just covers there. Just
2: creates a little dome of nitro yep. smoke. It's ah, uh, love it.
3: It really hangs, doesn't it? It just doesn't disperse. Yeah, we don't that's... get that in the UK. Yeah. Uh, you don't, Parker? No. Really? I don't know. It's too it's breezy, breezy? Maybe is it too breezy in the evening? It's not so much the wind because even on a a really nice evening where it's flat, calm. It just doesn't happen. I guess it's got to be maybe to do with the, the air density or something. There, there's got to be something with, hey, Mr. Rocket Scientist, there's one for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: just calling you out, dude. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, how high above sea level are you over there?
3: Oh, about In 200 the UK. feet. It's not high, high. I guess that huh. depends whether you're down at sea level or up a hill somewhere, but where i am it's about 200 feet
0: well that ruled that there yeah (laughs) yeah interesting
3: yeah it just it just doesn't happen not like it happened in orlando i mean it was just magical
1: yeah that is that that is awesome when that happens
3: oh it was good
1: so you got some golden hour flights in and then thursday must have been an awesome day you I mean, you went back, and people were starting to really roll in. I'm assuming by Thursday.
3: Oh no, Thursday, Nick, the commentator dude from the UK, he would got uh, a day off, so we went and did uh, NASA. You know, there's I, yeah, I saw some pictures. Yeah, that's did awesome. you see the pictures? I did. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. Yeah, it's such a wonder we didn't get kicked out. Being English is great; you can get away with murder. <laughs> it's not. Like- <laughs> We just had such fun times. (laughs) Now,
2: can you tell quickly tell the story about something to do with Neil Armstrong? Yeah, tell
1: that story. That's a good story.
2: And reference to
3: his skin color. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, I remember seeing this. This is a cool story. And I, I guess really it worked better if you were there, but I'll try and tell you. Basically, we're walking through this bit of a museum bit and we come across Neil Armstrong's spacesuit, which is pretty cool, you've got to admit. Uh I was like Neil who, but Nick told me, so that's good. <laughs> anyway, this spacesuit is in a black mannequin. You guys know what a mannequin is, oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh that's yeah, cool. yeah. So there's this elderly American couple next to us. Were they pretty much the only few in there looking at this at the time and I whispered in Nick's ear and I said but he's Blick now that's me being discreet you know just being funny to so Nick Nick just takes it one stage further and he looks across at this American couple and he speaks to the chap and he goes but I thought Neil Armstrong was white
4: <laughs> and this guy like,
3: looks at Nick and he thinks for a minute and he turned around and he was as serious as it could be. He just went, yes, sir, he is. But that's a black mannequin right there. And you don't need to worry about that right now, y'all. Well, <laughs> I just fell about. I was in tears. Awesome. That is it was awesome. Just, it was just ridiculous. Uh, in a nasty way, it was so sweet of this guy to be factual and correct. But oh, I, just, <laughs> I was howling. I had to go out. I had to, like, leave the museum and go and cry in a corner with laughter. But, but, oh, it it just... The stuff we got up to. When you go into one of the museums, there's this huge NASA emblem on the floor. And, I mean, by then you've sort of learnt to respect NASA a bit. They're cool. They know where it's at. And Nick's like, just take a couple of pictures of me, will you? And I'm like, yeah, of course I will. The next thing is... He's lying on the floor on this NASA emblem, propped up like a model. Then he rolls over (laughs) on his back and starts doing the snow angel thing. You guys know what the snow (laughs) angel (laughs) is. I'm like, by this time, I'm just like getting used to what Nick's like. So I'm like, I'm not bothered. I just keep taking pictures. There's an American, younger American guy walks past me and he's sort of looking at me a bit strange. And I just looked at him, put my hand up, went, Don't you be worrying, sir. That's my friend Nick. He's just one of them retards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, no. I'm not sure whether it's too PC to say that word, but, you know, we do. And it's in an affectionate way. But Nick sure is one of them people. He's very special, as we like to say. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Oh, that's great. We have a thing in the UK called the ABC bus, which takes special people out on trips yeah. it's on that bus.
1: We call
0: that the short bus here. <laughs> in that's the, the short bus here. Ah, yeah.
3: oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was God. such a trip. And NASA is amazing. Oh, it's just like such an eye opener, that place. And it all started with a little balsa model of the space shuttle. I was like, that's cool. I could have made that. <laughs> but they're cool guys, these rocket scientists I guess.
1: Yeah, that's but, but, oh yeah, that's he, to be he, determined.
3: He, do you guys want a space shuttle fact?
1: sure. Sure.
3: Here here we go. Is a space shuttle fact. They've got one like in the on display, haven't they? I think it's Discovery. It's Discovery, I think. And uh, it's it's on a plinth, you know, on a mount and it's at an angle, sitting there. And apparently the angle is Forty-three point two one degrees. So that's four, three, two, one. That is geeky. Only NASA can come up with shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in England we'd be like, stick it on the floor, it'll be fine. People still look at <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, I don't know, NASA guys, what can you say? The, Do they get bored or something? is it not enough flying to the moon for them
0: justin do they get bored (laughs) you know i i'm not going to comment because (laughs) i don't think they let them outside nasa's my direct Uh, customer so we're gonna i don't know if any of my nasa buddies fly helicopters (laughs) or listen to the podcast (laughs)
3: well i've got them worked out i think what we say in the uk is they like Lock them in a cupboard and feed them pot noodle till they come up with the right answers. <laughs> Do you guys have pot noodle? <laughs> it's like boiling.
0: Yeah, you mean like ramen noodle? Is that what that I is?
3: Don't know anything about that? That's um, is it like? Uh, it's me. like
0: dry, crunchy noodle that you yeah. add water to and it softens up.
3: That's the one. It's the shit you eat when you're really desperate. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Ramen noodles>. That's. <laughs>
0: That's Robert. That's college yep. food.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah? I was oh, so wait.
0: desperate in college I used to eat the shit without actually putting the hot water in it. <laughs> I just grabbed the
1: chunk of noodle. <laughs> I, I keep yeah. I keep that I keep some of that in my office just in case I can't don't have time to go out to lunch. Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Man, that's desperate stuff that is. <laughs> and tell me NASA didn't invent that stuff, because I know they did. I thought <laughs> it was a, I thought a...
1: it was an ancient Chinese secret. Ramen really?
3: Yeah. <laughs> ramen, oh, <God>. yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. No? Oh,
3: well. But NASA was cool. NASA was majorly cool.
1: <laughs> so, I kind of want to get into the helicopter stuff, but before we yeah, do yeah, that...
3: Yeah, yeah, so do I. Yeah, I-, yeah, yeah.
1: I wanted to, uh, is there any other cool outside of the helicopter stuff that you did before you came back home?
3: Oh, hell no. Don't be daft. I went shopping, but you don't want to hear about that.
1: You went shopping? <laughs> Don't
3: be yeah, daft. I did. Yeah, shopping's cool. I no. went down to the, the mall or the mall, as you guys call <laughs> the, it. The mall. Oh, the mall.
0: Mal. <laughs> yeah.
3: We don't even call them malls. We call them shopping centers. Yeah. But hey, hey, ours are nothing like yours. Damn, you guys can go into Walmart and buy a gun. What's that about? <laughs> I saw that Facebook <laughs> I post. Did. I did. You yeah. can put tires on your car in Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we have trouble getting milk in Walmart. We don't have, even have Walmart. We have ASDA, but it's the same brand. Hmm. But yeah, did you see the can of Jokic? Hey guys, <laughs> what's that about?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's hot down there, right? <laughs> it's hot down. Hey, in ninety degrees, you got to take care of that shit. You That's... can buy everything that
2: one individual could need at Walmart. Yes, you could technically. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's mad place. I could get lost in there for a week, but your clothes suck real bad. They're like
0: (laughs) Well, I wouldn't use Walmart as the standard by which
1: to compare. Yeah.
3: Not unless you're going to a
1: NASCAR race. (laughs) (laughs) There's one for our southern friends. There you go. Y'all talking
3: about NASCAR races, apparently it torches one of their members is a NASCAR racer. Quite huh? a famous one. So famous, I've no he, idea who he Does he, he was, always but... fly
2: in circles to the left?
3: He does. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing he said. Can he turn right? Apparently not. <laughs> oh, you think that's funny? Apparently he's got one leg shorter than the other as well. So he's pretty okay. good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, there they go. Turn left. Oh, yeah. Another yeah, left yeah. turn.
3: Hey, they need a <laughs> sat nav to find their way around that course. Look <laughs> oh, at the next corner. Turn left, y'all. Oh, jeez. <laughs>
1: <laughs> NASCAR. Love it. Love it. Love oh, NASCAR. Oh,
3: yeah.
1: I'm a big NASCAR fan here. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, no, no, not really.
1: No, no you I'm know not, I'm not into the NASCAR. <laughs>
3: Well, we don't do much car racing. You guys but, in, in the UK, you guys do real car racing. Oh yeah, but yeah. real car racing is not Formula One. That's like a procession. Real car racing is British touring cars. Is that like a where rally they go race? out and like smash into each other? They're not supposed to, but hey, that's what they do. Well, I, th- I think they do that
1: in NASCAR too, don't they? Isn't don't, isn't that don't they call that rubbing is racing? Isn't it? They Rub
3: do, and yeah. Except, we turn right as well. <laughs> That's the <laughs> big difference. Kinda That's c- the big difference. Just when you got it nailed, it's a whole different direction. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so, so yes, yeah, <laughs> <we> did that. <laughs> let's get on.
1: Let's talk about some helicopter stuff because this is what this event is like. Man, this has got. This is turning into the must-go-to event, especially late in the season. My gosh. First of all, there's one thing that I really need to make sure you completely understand before we go any further. Those of us in the Pacific Northwest and by all rights, every other state except for Florida during that particular time frame, we all sincerely hate you because every state in the whole country was going under a complete and severe cold weather snap. During that weekend. And it was beautiful in Florida.
0: Florida was the only, only state, state in the th- country that got like above 50 degrees.
1: No. So, yeah, that. Did you guys feel the hatred of the whole country upon you? Because it was.
3: I'm going I'm to be honest with you. No, you. no. No. No, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't really we give, didn't a shit. give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> it was 90 degrees. We were flying helicopters.
1: Let me we didn't care.
3: <laughs> Sorry. While it but was 90
1: degrees care. there, here where I live, it was minus 20 degrees F- Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit.
3: Yeah, that's Fahrenheit. That's not even proper freezing. That's like fake freezing. <laughs> What's that, well, in what Celsius? Is that in Celsius?
1: I don't. Minus what? What did we decide? Uh, minus 30 degrees is like minus 34 Celsius, or is that the other way around, Justin?
0: Uh, Do you
3: remember? You did this to him before you did the It's minus
1: 29C.
0: Yeah. Minus 20 Fahrenheit is like minus 29 or minus 30C. Yeah. So
3: it that's cold. It can't be that cold, surely. Oh,
0: no. Yeah. It oh, was. Oh, it was. It, oh, in okay, fact, with cold. the wind chill, there were a couple yeah, of spots oh, where Dan it minus lived that was at degrees. minus 30.
3: That's cold. So that that's is a like 120 34.
0: degree difference between Montana and Florida.
1: 120 degrees. So I'm hoping that you could feel my complete. To be and honest, utter we did
3: feel for you. You know, as <laughs> as we sort of stood there sweating in t shirts and shorts, we felt a lot for you.
1: Yeah, I bet you we did. We felt
3: you should have got on a plane and come <laughs> got down your there. Asses to Florida. That's the one.
1: <laughs> well, we didn't, and you did. Oh. But we were very happy to see you guys were having a great time. We were getting to kind of live vicariously through various pictures and stuff. And, of course, everybody was letting us know about the beautiful temperatures and, and the sunny skies.
3: You guys were missed, you know. You were mentioned. People were asking me where you were and when you were coming. And so, you know, yeah. they, they, they thought about you Yeah. just before they sent you the pictures.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Chris.
1: That's Chris Trevi.
3: Oh, Chris Rocks! I think it was his first out-of-state event or something. No,
1: he's he's from Florida, isn't he? Doesn't Chris live in Florida? He lives in Florida. Oh, I yeah, yeah, I thought he, he was be. in Florida. Yeah.
3: Oh, I might be thinking of the wrong guy. But oh, you're probably thinking
1: of Chris Rybert.
3: That's who I'm thinking of. You're right. There
1: you go. Yep. Yep.
3: Yeah, that's who I'm thinking.
1: of. Okay, so flies thir- a goblin. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You, you know. Gotta, you gotta forget. They all do. They all fly goblins, yeah. man. It's like a, It's like an East Coast oh. thing. Right. <laughs> it
3: is. You couldn't take a step without tripping over one of those <laughs> things. They were right.
1: everywhere. So let's let's get into the actual event. Tell us yes. first. I mean, God, there there were. What did, did you guys get the numbers of Something like what? Three hundred and twenty? Is that? Well, I right? heard
3: two hundred and sixty-three, but I'm not sure on that. It was, that was down. Just what I, I heard was it down?
2: Point. Was it down a little bit? Yeah, more? it did not break three hundred. Oh, okay.
3: Year. All right. No, it 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 was busy i must say oh, but yeah. anyway when i came back on the friday it was like a world apart from the wednesday mm-hmm. it was just from one side of the field to the other absolutely full of tents you know there was tents there was uh, a great big truck from experience rc yeah what we call an arctic but i don't know what you guys call it a semi or something uh yep. but basically a yep. truck trailer thing uh Steve was there from from experience, and, and that was just stacked full of bits. But the best bit about that truck was the fan that was in it. It was so <laughs> cool in there. So I spent a fair bit of time in there. But, you know, I mean, that guy drove 27 hours non stop to be there, worked all weekend, and then drove 27 hours back home again. Wow. That's like, you know. Dedication. You sort of get the feeling it's about more than money. Oh, it is. Because yeah. I'm sure there weren't enough people there to make it worth his while. It probably cost more in diesel than he made. But, you know, he was there. There was all sorts of stands there. Just stuff I've never seen. Even scale helicopter stuff was there. So, But basically, it's very informal on the Friday. Everybody just sort of flies when they want to fly. Uh, there was about i think eight or ten flight stations so you just go out to one and fly most of the time you could just go straight out there if not you just put your heli down and wait you know so so that was good my first flight wasn't good uh because shaking so badly i do suffer with nerves and i forgot the expo on the tail it didn't look good they're like people coming across, going, "Ma'am, that crack circuit was awesome." I'm like, that was no crack circuit. That was a crap circuit, but oh, it was like, but uh, no, it, it was fairly awesome. It just took a little while to get used to the power lines because yeah. you swear you're going to fly into them.
1: Yeah, in the in the videos that we see, they—I don't know about you guys, but they, man, they look close in the videos. They do. They but do look the video's really a little close. Deceiving, right.
3: They're really actually quite big, so they're actually further away than you think. But I know a few pilots that flew underneath them and then back over the top of them. I can't say I did it because there was, I believe, a golf course behind it or something. But uh, some people went there. (laughs) So, you know, few of the big names had a go. Everybody came home, which is good. Yeah. Uh, In fact, the the level of crashing was very small.
1: No big carnage? Really?
3: really hardly any did you have any carnage at this uh this event absolutely not that's two international events and no damage wow nice i must be getting good and i flew a fair bit as well or
1: Uh, or or
3: you're sandbagging it no 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 no, no. no. i always fly flat out because i'm rubbish so i have to (laughs) (laughs) so that's it i was like everything i could uh But, yeah, just the best flying times.
1: Oh, my gosh.
3: Really good. Who had the the most
1: spectacular crash? Yeah, there had to have been a big one, right? I
0: heard Kyle Stacy went in on the Goblin a little bit, huh?
3: He might have done. I think there might be some pictures on my Facebook of his canopy in various places.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
3: uh, He hopefully took it. Well, I know he took it like a good sport because he is. I know he's fairly tired right now because it's been such a year for him. And, you know, that's one of the things about this event, really. It's the end of season. A lot of people have done it a lot, and they're so tired. So it's like a very chilled event. You know, it's not not high pressure, Oh, you've got to go out and kill it for the sponsors, and this, that, and the other. It's a laid-back, really cool event. Yeah. So that's nice. But I think, don't quote me on this. Well, you can, because I'm going to say it. <laughs> but I think Jamie Robertson crashed. Oh. I'm oh, wow. not 110% certain, but I'm sure he went in in the noon demo. I just, the problem is there's so much going on and so many people talking to you and saying hi and things. You can't take it all in. It's yeah. just too big in that respect. But from the noon demos, I remember they were pretty cool. They pushed pretty hard. Uh, I actually was spotting for a couple of the pilots and I went out with the. Mitch Morosis, and Mm -hmm. uh, he stuck it in, proper dumb thumb. He was on it about a foot off the floor, and then suddenly it was just boom, and it was gone. (laughs) I didn't even flinch. It happened so quick. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, I just looked at him, and I went, did you just dumb thumb that sucker in? And he was like, yeah, I did. So that was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. But they're, they're just... Great guys, great times. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sorry you guys weren't there. I feel really bad talking about it. You oh couldn't. no,
1: that's what we're here for. We gotta we gotta hear. We gotta know, man. We gotta we're hear. living vicariously well, through you.
3: What you've got to do, yeah, you've got to watch those vicariouses. The pills for them are expensive. Uh, oh my yeah, gosh. You,
0: <laughs>
3: you've you've gotta get down there next year. No excuses. I mean, come on. Talking about something tells year, me
1: it's gonna happen next year
3: it better I, had it needs to happen it,
1: i'm i'm pretty confident that that might happen next year
3: i mean i've never done urcher so i don't know what that's like but i've done a lot of events all over the world and this one was absolutely amazing it's just on a scale you don't get in europe really
0: So, Dan, you know, I'm getting a little tired of looking at my old and busted helicopter. I need something to spice it up, but I also want something that's functional, because I hate just throwing bling on there that doesn't add any value. You got any ideas for me, man?
1: Absolutely, dude. As we all know, Patrick at KDE, these guys make fantastic upgrades for your helicopter. They do all kinds of helicopters, mostly a line, but they do goblin, and they got some synergy stuff, and... Of course we all know the blade stuff that's getting really popular they got pretty much all the right upgrades that you'll need that not only add the bling but they add the performance as well
0: sweet man i'm going to head over to kdedirect.com right now and make it mine
1: there's one question i have a tendency to ask everybody especially when we're doing kind of our live show or some other you know when we're at events and and you just came from this event Can you tell me what was the most memorable moment of this particular fun fly for you?
3: Oh, that's easy. It's the people. They're just so welcoming. Nothing is too much trouble. I mean, I spent all of those days being treated like a superstar, which I'm not. I'm nobody. I'm a girl off Facebook that flies from the UK. That's it.
1: If you keep saying that, I'm going to reach to the internet and strangle you.
3: Well, it's true. Come on, you know? I'm not being modest, it's true. (laughs) There's way better pilots out there that deserve recognition than me, uh, that fly a lot better than me. I mean, for a start, there's Courtney. Courtney's flying is amazing. She's without doubt the best female pilot I've ever come across. She's different to Raquel, so I'm not going to compare the two of them because they're different flying styles. But Courtney could take this to the boys, she could enter Venlo and take them on. And you know, I've never seen anybody fly like that. She's not just flipping on the dime. She's reversing it. Damn, I can't even pyriflip.
1: <laughs> she um <laughs> Courtney's got a tremendous amount of discipline when it comes to practice. I remember uh, I used to she and I used to talk a lot uh, a few years a year and a half ago, whatever. Um and I remember she 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 practices, and she focuses, and she has improved tremendously.
3: She went out and did an entire flight. Okay, it's an electric, so it's like about a minute and a half, but, you know, uh, she did the whole flight pyroflipping from start to finish. That's how hard she practices. Yeah. And I'm like, just, you know, (laughs) I mean, I can pick a helicopter up and, and pirouette it around a whole flight, and I do sometimes because that's really good practice. Just move it around the sky pirating the whole time. Uh, she's just taking it to another level. She, Somebody really needs to get her out to Venlo, because she doesn't do competitions and things, and maybe it's not her thing, but she's sure got the skills. Hmm. So, you know, there was poor old Gina Tucker and I were, like, totally eclipsed by her flying. <laughs> she's just like, wow. <laughs> But Gina and I had some good flights. We enjoyed it. Because so. we sort of hung around as a group, as you do. It was like yeah. all girls together. So, uh, Didn't see many other lady pilots there. I did see a lady. I didn't catch her name. She'd got a pilot tag on, but I didn't see her fly. So
4: hmm.
3: I wish i caught a name, but I didn't. But, you know, it's the friendship at these events. That's what makes it. Yeah. That's why people go there. It's that's, not so much the flying, it's to talk the talk and meet your friends, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is. That's exactly what it's about. It's you know? a lot of fun.
3: And if you get to fly as well, well, that's a bonus. And we even got a tan or went pink and our skin fell off. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's
1: it's all good. <laughs> did you Did you bring some sunscreen?
3: Did oh, you, yes. Did you? Did you? But you, you know you're in trouble when somebody you've never met before and your life walks across and goes, ma'am? Have this bottle of sunscreen on me <laughs> I, was, I was like thank you <laughs> yeah. but yeah factor 50, which is about the highest we have in the uk just didn't cut it yeah you needed like silver paint there it was ridiculous <laughs> yeah it it was really cool everything that's the whole thing it's hard to pick out any one thing because the whole thing was cool.
1: How does it comp- you know, how does it compare to, I mean, you typically go to a lot, obviously, a lot of UK events. Tell us, how did, how did this event compare to some of your bigger UK events? Was it, I mean, is the vibe different? The, you know what I mean? Is it just yeah, different?
3: Yeah, it, it is. It's just different. Uh, the UK events, it's people you know and you see all the time, so you're already friends with them. This event, for me, was much more about making new friends and meeting people that you might know off Facebook or whatever. So, you know, it's it's a completely different thing. It's also much bigger. I suspect the only ones we have in the UK that come close are air. Air is a big one yeah. for us, you know, and has a lot of stalls and things in it. And uh, well, that, that's probably about the biggest one actually. The 3D champs, which is our sort of end of season competition where everybody competes against themselves, uh, you know, sort against themselves and their and their teammates. That's a big one, but none of it is on the scale. You know, I like the American scene a lot better. It's more fun, fly orientated, which I prefer. Competitions are—it's not my cup of tea. It's hard work and a bit soul destroying. You know, when you try really hard and don't come anywhere. So. I think fun flying mm-hmm. nice a nicer thing. And probably why you guys don't have much competition in the UK, do you? It's uh, Sorry, in the USA, it's all, all fun flies. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of fun flies, but we have a lot of competitions as well. So, you know, it's it's just different. But Friday, I'd sum it up as being chilled. Saturday at the event was the busy day. That's when you've got all your noon demos and everything else and Everything's going on on the Saturday. That's that's like the number 1 day really. If you could only make one day, that's the day you want to be there. Brian Butler came and fetched me from totally the other end of the flight line and I got to meet uh, Curtis Youngblood which uh-huh. is
2: uh-huh. a bit,
3: a bit humbling.
0: Yeah.
2: Cuz
3: he he's actually a very quiet, humble man. Yes. And Yes. There's not a lot really you can say to somebody that you've got that much respect for that has done that much for the hobby and had that much success and is still that quiet and humble. But I did get to kick his stingray around the sky. And that was cool. Oh, it's cool. Uh, You know, I think I put a post up on Facebook when I was going and it was like, one of the questions I wanted to ask was Curtis, why, why would you, in a way, what I meant is why would you want to lower yourself to make something that a lot of people view as a toy, if you like, a bit of fun. The thing you have to fly it to understand why. And it's immense. Hmm. It is ridiculous fun. Hmm. And it flies like a helicopter. <laughs> I know. I'd say hmm. to you guys, hmm. I just thought it's ridiculous. Don't diss We've the we've often thought that very rider. same
1: thing. Actually. I
3: think everybody would. People like, oh, it's a lot of money for what it is and it is, and it isn't. It's about the same cost as a an airframe, a 90-size airframe, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, if I'm choosing
1: yeah. between a quad and a 90, guess what I'm getting? But,
0: you know, that that is a pretty consistent response. Everyone that I've heard from or seen responses from says the same thing. Wow, that was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, but everything is fun initially. You know, I mean, I remember when I got that that flame wheel, right? Nick was like, well, it's going to be a lot of fun for like a day. <laughs> and Nick, we were talking. <laughs> sure, shit, it was fun
3: for a day, right? I think the yeah. difference with this thing is, and I'm in no way connected with them. They haven't given me a free one, but I'm open to offers. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hint, is hint. the way it flies? Yeah, no hinting. No, we don't do hinting. Uh, it's like the way it flies. It's like a helicopter. Curtis warned me. He said you won't need to use elevator in a turn to pull it round a turn. Well, I'll be honest, I never noticed that. This thing flew like a model helicopter. Just completely freaky, because when you do a pirouette with it, it's like a car skidding out of control. That's what it looks like. People are going to make the comparisons between it and a car. It really is a flying car, but so much more. And to get it upside down and things, it's like, wow. And Curtis was really cool. He was like, well, I just did what I wanted with it, really. I got pretty low with it. I had to give it back to him. I'm not proud. I'm like skidding across the field upside down at about three feet. And I'm beginning to think, okay, which way is it going now then? So I was just like, Curtis, you might want to take this back for a moment. But yeah. he's cool. And, you and know,
1: it- the cool thing about that is you don't know which way it's going and neither does anybody else.
3: No, that's cool. <laughs> 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 so everyone thinks
1: you're doing an awesome job.
3: Yeah, well, you know, it's the only helicopter I've ever flown where you can parallel park the thing. It's cool. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh but man. Would I? Would I spend my own money on one? Yes, I would. It was that really? much fun. Oh, okay. Really, hmm. really, I, I would spend my own money on one. I'm poor because I went to America, so I'm not going to. But yeah, I would. I, I'd say don't knock it until you've tried it. It surprised me. It really did. It's just a fun, funky thing to fly. And, you know, when you've got... It's a, it's a great way to relax after flying your helicopter. Huh. Seems to have no pressure to it. And they certainly kicked it. I mean, they flew it in that heat all day, and it was literally, land it, put a new battery in it, fly it all day long. <laughs> you know? So I was impressed by the way it handled the heat, because I, I actually expected problems with that. Uh you know, with its speed controllers and things. When I was at Venlo, a lot of people had trouble with speed controllers tripping out. And it wasn't actually anything like as hot. So, I was surprised that in Orlando, they didn't have that. That sort of, hmm. you know. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you why. Because, I mean, I'm talking to pro pilots who flying as hard as anybody at Venlo. So, you know. But Saturday was the day. And I got to fly a Goblin. Not just any normal goblin, either.
1: Did you get to fly the I... speed? No. <laughs> Come on. No? No, I didn't get to fly the speed. Bert flew the speed. I saw. I was going to ask you about that. But what goblin did you fly?
3: I got to fly the one that's got a strimmer engine in it. You know, a weed whacker. Really? You got <laughs> to fly the gas. Oh,
0: you got to fly <laughs> Carrie's gasser goblin.
3: <laughs> 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 that's the one. And And you know, that amazed me as well. Because I thought it was going to be a flying breeze block, like a brick. And it wasn't. It was really, really good. Once you got over the slightly ridiculous noise that made you think you were cutting your lawn, it was cool. But, <laughs> but it had loads of power. It flew beautifully. I couldn't 3D it, though, because he's got his pitch stick set up so long It's like flying holding on to the end of a baseball bat. It was just a bit... I wasn't going (laughs) to pick up this helicopter. But that's the first time I've also flown a Futaba flybarless system. It was rather good. It was really Really? nice. Yeah, it was. It surprised me. Because I've always flown uh, either Total G, which I loved, or V-Bar, which I fly at the moment. And... uh, the Futaba system was good, but the helicopter was better. No shortage of power, you know. And after I flew it, Courtney had to go, and she was flipping the thing all over the sky as she does. Uh, and it, it seemed to be flying. Well, it was. It was flying beautifully. So, you know, that's a proper alternative to the electric goblin, I think. It's a shame that they don't kit it. And that was another question that was asked. Is there going to be a Nitro Goblin? What do you guys think?
2: I don't think they will, but I think that it it wouldn't be a bad idea if they did. Someone might do a conversion kit.
3: Well, as far as I can work out, sadly, not from Goblin. They're not going to do it, as far as I can tell. Yep. But I know people are, so it's on its way. There's going to be one, and maybe that'll make them do a Nitro one. Because the one thing that did come across from Orlando is the amount of people that came across and said they loved my comment about Nitro ruling, and then went on to tell me that their company's making a Nitro. Nitro's on its way back. We'll see, but, you know, it's, it's out there. I was at somebody's house who I can't name. But you'll probably work it out. And their entire flight team was on the computer, CAD designing a new Nitro. And it was very cool. And it looked awesome when we put a pink canopy on it, but it was very <laughs> nice. So, you know, I mean, like, Synergy bringing out a Nitro. Uh, did, did somebody say that Elise just just bring one out or something? They released some CAD drawings, yeah. 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 So, you know. There's definitely a huge, a huge resurgence in nitro that's coming out. That could be a winter thing because they seem to be better in the winter, don't they? they? You know, lipos seem to suffer a bit in the in the real cold. So it could just be that. But there's a lot of high-profile companies bringing out nitros that I heard about there. Sadly, not sad that I know to. They <laughs> certainly said they weren't. Bert said they weren't. But you never know.
2: Well, the more the better. Well, I'm glad. We all know nitro. I'm rules. glad. That's right. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, it rocks. But in certain circumstances, lipos have got their place. Like when it's ninety degrees in the heat of the day, <laughs> you do notice the power loss. Then with the nitro, and I've never noticed that anywhere else have been. But hmm. uh, for sure, you you know, you'll fly the nitro in the evening. You need both, don't you? Really, it's sort of. I
2: think so. Absolutely. Yeah, it,
3: it's nice to have the the electric ones for the awesome amount of power. I mean that Ed, that E seven I've got is ridiculous. The amount of power that thing has got, it's just insane. I was doing stuff I can't do. Like I, I tightened up a funnel till I had it at the point where it was in front of me about 20 feet out, three feet off the deck with the nose almost vertical, just going round. Well, if I tried to do that with my nitro, it'd load so bad it'd fall out the sky. But that thing's just insane. The electrics so I'm, I'm, keep I'm on pulling. Like they do keep on pulling. It does help those of us who can't manage the pitch. But there you go. That's the way. It's, it's all just fun just and sound.
2: games till one lights on fire. <laughs> yeah.
3: Do yeah. you know that never happened that I saw there? I was actually uh-huh. amazed because. I haven't got a special setup. I've just got, like, a a Scorpion Ultimate and a Scorpion 130 ESC. And I expected problems, and I never had any problems at all. So we all went out, took this bit of the field, and just, just relaxed flying for each other and egging each other on. Even then, when I kicked that helicopter as hard as I could, nothing tripped out. It just worked. So, you know... That was an eye-opener to me, but I'm no convert. I'm stay with Nitro. There you go. That's what I'd like to hear. just isn't long enough. (laughs) Well, I'm
1: I'm guessing you had a good time at Orlando. Sounds like you had a great
3: time. Oh, yes. And you're coming back next year, right? Oh, for sure. And you're going to be at Urcha as well, right? I'm going to try and do Urcha. It's just a case of saving up the money. I would say there's like about a 95% chance I'm going to do it, but... These things, it's like two and a half thousand pounds for me to do that. And, you know, I'm not in a well-paid job, so it, it takes a bit of saving up. But I'd say Urch is definitely on the cards. That's for sure. There was a few discussions went on with that sort of thing. I was talking to Courtney when we were at Bert's house and things like that. So, you know, it's it, it's, a, its a definite, I'd say. I, I definitely want to go.
1: Well, we hope you do because we're going to be there. We need you to stop by and say hi.
3: Hey, that's too right. It's about <laughs> time I actually met you guys. So, yeah. So Urch is supposed to be where it's at, isn't it? But you know, I'd say Orlando's a terrific event and probably a bit uh, less formal, maybe than nurture. Yeah. That's hard to say because I've not been there. But you know, less I, I,
0: commercialized.
2: Less commercial. Yeah, that's yeah. what
0: we hear.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yes. it's
0: good to hear from you that it is sort of laid back and relaxed because that's that's really when you have the most fun.
3: It is. Yeah. you know, and, and the Sunday at uh, Orlando, it's your typical fun flight because people have got so far to travel. They tend to go early. Yet there's still a group of diehards that are there flying when it gets dark. So Sunday is like a super chilled day. You can just fly what you want and just relax and have as much flying as you want so sunday's cool and as usual nick maxwell just turned up right at the end of the day because on sunday he was in i never knew the guy flies uh, planks i didn't know that but apparently he's quite a good plank pilot and he was actually in a a competition that was at a field very close by i think it was pylon racing or something turn left but there you are (laughs) he's doing the nascar equivalent of what we do but uh yeah he went and did that came back at the end of the day it's almost dark and then just smacked down the most amazing flight yeah you know like awesome it's just quite incredible what that guy can do with a helicopter because he's got the one thing that makes it work and that's pitch management that guy's got it by the boatload he never loads that helicopter. He'll like, oh yeah, sh- kick it to death, land it, and the motors like stone cold. It's just like, wow. One day, I, I think if
1: he, be- I think if he sticks with it, he's going to be a pretty good pilot. What do you think?
3: Yeah, he might get there one day. <laughs> might- I gave him some tips. Did you? Did you he, give him yeah, some tips? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> but no, he's seriously. And oh, something I have got to say. This is going to sum the event up. When we thought the bearing had gone in my engine, it turns out it wasn't. The the bearing had gone, but what it actually was was the fan had come loose. And uh, it pretty much chewed the fan up pretty bad. It was scrap. So that left me with, like, one helicopter for the entire weekend. Now, that's not usually good for me. That's usually not a good omen. So I just Mm. dropped Nick, like, a message on Facebook and said, because I knew he was coming the next day, I'm like, is there any chance you've got a spare fan you could lend me or whatever? The guy's a legend. He didn't just turn up with a fan. He turned up with the whole hub, clutch stack, everything that that fan could have damaged. Just huh. gave it to me. And I was like, Nick, how, how am I going to pay you for this? Do you want me to like do PayPal or pay the, you know, or how? how? He's just like, forget it. Wow. You know? And that Good sums people. the guy up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome.
3: You know, I've, it's, uh, every
1: time it's, I hear stories like that about him, I just it just never fails to amaze me. You know what I mean?
3: It's it's the way he is. No. When I was coming out here, I asked him for advice on packing stuff and Bert. You know how to get it on a plane? And within like ten minutes, he'd replied. <laughs> you know, and the guy's a superstar, but again, very humble guy. He doesn't really fly with anybody either. Did you know that? He flies pretty much out at his house with his dad. There's no real clubs or anything around there from what he was saying. He's pretty much a loner when it comes to flying. So, you know, that came as a surprise. I thought he'd have a big club and friends everywhere, you know. But That's probably
2: see, how he actually gets flight time. Yeah, he's flying yeah. by himself.
3: Yeah.
0: And can focus on getting so good.
3: Oh, yeah, he's good. But then again, a lot of people there were pretty good, to be honest. I'd say the standard of flying was was way up there, you know? Yeah. A lot of people doing some really quite complex manoeuvres, not along the lines of uh, heli masters, you know, like your pirating globes and stuff like that, the set manoeuvres. It was all on a freestyle basis, but there's some really good pilots out there. So it was a pleasure to fly with them. And, you know, the whole the whole event's pretty awesome. It's very, uh, very odd. And I don't know whether it was just because I'd come a long way or whatever. But at night, you're not alone. It's like, oh, the party's at Bert's house tonight or at Bobby's house or somewhere. And you just find yourself in the most surreal place. <laughs> having a barbecue with, you know, like Pablo's come from Argentina and he's bought Argentinian beef with him. And he's cooking it on Burt's barbecue. And you just sort of stand there thinking, how weird is this? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, like, what? But, you know, I'm probably going to fuel the legend that is these guys here. If you just think, you know, like the Fast and Furious movies where they're like, they all go back to somebody's house and have a barbecue and drink beer. That's what it's like. Oh, yeah. That's Hmm. what it's like. And then somebody will get a heli out or something, uh, like Patrick did at Bobby's house and flew it on Bobby's back lawn. And I mean, like, kicked it on Bobby's back lawn. And you've got, like, John Johnson and Pinion egging him on. It was just, like, so fun. Yeah. Just unbelievable. And they were, like, taking it down behind Bobby's neighbor's fence. They call that... <laughs> Teabagging, fly past the fence, drop it down so you can't see it, (laughs) leave it as long as you dare, tease the dog next door, and like bang it back in the sky again. You guys are insane. And I saw a pretty clever quad at Bobby's house as well. That actually went inverted. I'm sure that was Bobby's pet project. I think that's something that like he's done for himself. But it wasn't reverse pitch. It didn't have, uh, it didn't have controllable pitch. It didn't have collective, so I'm guessing
1: uh, a rotation
3: mm-hmm. thing,
1: reversible motor, or the... yeah, yep.
3: I'm guessing so. Magic ESCs. Pitch. So you know, it, that was cool, but there's all the time. There's cool stuff like this going on. It's ridiculous. No wonder they're all so tired by Sunday. <laughs> It's like they want to get some sleep.
1: Yeah. Well, Rachel, you know we do appreciate you coming on and telling us all about the fantastic time you had. And um, although we were a bit jealous and maybe a bit pissed,
0: we we're yeah. very happy. That More you guys so a- now
1: than ever, <laughs> we we're very happy that you guys had such a great time. We Man. had the best time. So yeah. you
3: know, and I've got to say a huge thanks to everybody at Torches because they're the guys who make that event, and they are the most friendly club I've ever been to. Yeah. Quite incredible people. They worked hard and they sure made a good event. So next year, you guys need to come and sample it. Yeah. Instead of sitting there in the snow
1: <laughs> and the freezing, literally frigid, nasty That's, cold.
3: It's not the best. I felt really sorry for you. I really did. <laughs>
1: All righty. Well, <laughs> again, thanks for coming by. And of course, you're always welcome. You know that. Yeah, we, of course. Uh, we sure enjoy I, having I, you on the show
3: a bit of news from the uk for you maybe when the season starts up again for now we just all go back to our own clubs and and you know just fly with our friends for the winter but we keep flying yeah we don't you don't hang up the transmitter in the uk we're hardcore we get out (laughs) there in the snow get out there and do it get out there and do it and have fun
1: it's nitro
3: time it's the winter so let's burn some nitro fuel there you go so yeah Thanks, guys.
1: Alrighty Rachel. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks, Thanks for stopping Rachel. by. Thanks,
3: Rachel. You all Thank have a nice time, and as they say, happy holidays.
1: <laughs> so there you go, guys. Rachel Plant, What do you think? Should we have her back? Awesome. The show? Hilarious. <laughs> she's, she's a lot of fun. I think we should have um, her back sometime.
2: I, we have to. I want to travel i just want to follow around and like just videotape and be able to laugh at like the wake that her and nick probably created oh no okay i love watching foreigners uh you know interact <laughs> and it's just oh god.
1: Okay. and they seem to get away with stuff that we couldn't get away with yeah 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 I like and bit. she admitted it too
2: She's like, oh, I'm sure we just got away with that because we're from the UK. Like,
0: how's that work?
1: Can I, can we do that? Well, we have there? to come up with a really good fake accent that we could probably pull it off. Maybe a fake could, English well, accent. Yeah, we could pretend, Nick. You could pretend to be no. From but if we go over there, but if we oh, go over there can, and just sound American, oh no, no, that doesn't. It does. It's not reciprocal. They <laughs> think that we're a bunch of D backs. Yeah, exactly. It's not reciprocal, dude. No. It only works it's if not. we stay in the states and pretend to be from somewhere else. Like Nick, you could do your Australian, right? <laughs> yeah. Great.
2: I've, that'd probably
1: get us real. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently I could do the Canadian. I don't know where I don't know. Hey. Oh, yeah.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> eh? Justin,
1: you're just screwed.
0: Yeah, I don't
2: know you, what I
1: do. You could do the Baston accent. No. No, he's the
2: angry New Yorker, angry New Yorker. and he could do that. The taxi I can do cab that. <Yeah>. What 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 everyone does not know is that Justin, without question, hands down, has the complete verbal language and New York dictionary required to be a taxi cab driver. Oh yeah, he's got it. it Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone thinks pretty (laughs) much on standby at
1: all times. We've said it before. And I think those listeners that had the opportunity to hang out with us at Funflies soon realize that Justin is literally a a, a, a man. What's the word? I mean, I mean, I'm waiting. I don't know. I'm waiting for you to tell me something.
0: I don't know what the description is.
1: I can't even think of it, man. It's like you're okay. What What is
2: the equivalent? In the rocket industry, to a truck driver, I have no freaking clue. As far
1: as as far as language, a roadie, just a straight up roadie, man. Sound crew roadie, whatever you know. Just a just just, just a dirtbag. Oh, thanks, dude. Wow, I didn't say that. WTF? What what we're getting at is Justin has a flair for profanity and no one realizes it that's that's what is so amazing
0: it's awesome i i do enjoy obscenities yes you i must say that yes i am a connoisseur of obscenities (laughs) although more often than not it is not appropriate and probably downright offensive to record on the show yes and so yes Alas, I sustain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I don't know how we got on this topic, but I don't know either. Let me just say, uh, Rachel, as always, thanks for coming by. You're welcome anytime, and uh, I really look forward to having you on the show again, man. It was a lot of fun, kind of experiencing uh, the Orlando heli blowout through your observations. Thanks for
2: yep. And I think it's really, really great, Rachel, that uh, now that you're uh, back at home. And settled in that uh, that you can relive your Stingray experience yeah. every night
0: on real flight. There you go with Dan.
2: Yeah, with I, Dan, you know, guys I, can just fly, you fly can, Stingrays you know what, off Rachel, into You the can sunset. feel
0: like actually you're flying again with Curtis himself. Because if yeah, you get online, absolutely. you can be like. Dan, just talk to me about that big knob
1: that you're using. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, this, this is going down so here. fast. <laughs> someone, someone, better, someone better cap Justin <laughs> off. He's getting ready to hit that <laughs> profanity. <thing>. Oh, <laughs> oh. uh, so moving along before Justin goes a little too crazy, I had that question from uh, Darkside. 3D last week, and it kind of inspired uh, a few more questions. You know, based on last week's topic, we were talking about the cold weather and how nasty it was and what we did. Uh, but it's not cold everywhere. In fact, there are parts of the world, believe it or not, where it's summertime. You know? you know. I mean, Blast down on the other side of the world. Yep. So we had a question, and uh, let me pull this up. And this actually, Justin, you got this email, so why don't you go ahead and kind of fill us in. Yeah, sure. On this question, and uh, let's uh, so take So
0: this This is a listener by the name of Andrew, and he is from Australia. So let's see here. I'll read through it. Just finished listening to this week's episode, and it was full of laughs and great info as usual. I was paying good attention to what you were saying about lipos in the cold and how to look after them. I live in Australia, and where I live, we don't get temps that cold. Uh, let's see here from what you were saying. I don't think I could even handle it that cold. So hats off for doing it. Uh, long story short, uh, as I say, you were talking about the batteries in the cold and it had me wondering what is the best way of looking after batteries in high heat conditions like we get here in Australia where I am. We're currently getting mid thirties to 40 degrees Celsius days. So you have to be careful not to overheat the or overheat the batteries i've heard suggestions of placing them in a cooler with ice to lower their temperature before charging as well as others less worrying my problem with doing that is that i think i would get condensation forming inside them at the moment i just use a fan if there is no cooling wind but i've also sometimes wondered about using the car air conditioning to help what would you say is a good way of looking at the, after the batteries in high-heat environments and cooling them down safely between taking them out of my helis and charging them? Thanks, Advance, in advance for your help. So, Andrew, that is an awesome question. The one thing I want to say, regardless of who you've heard it from, do not put them in a cooler with ice. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's asking for trouble. I mean, uh, as you keenly point out, putting anything electrical into a bucket of water (laughs) is not that great of an idea.
1: When you say it like that.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of a. Yeah, but but so this this is a really good question. I think a lot of people do this differently depending on where they are and just how hot it is where they are. So Andrew's saying it's 30 to 40 which in Fahrenheit is somewhere between 85 and 105 degrees. So it's it's pretty damn toasty. Pretty hot. Pretty toasty. Um, We don't, for the record, we don't get that kind of temperature up here in the Pacific Northwest. Maybe a few weeks of 80s, but but nothing too major. I'm going to pull this back to what we talked about on the cold weather side of things we talked on cold weather batteries the fact that as we get below a certain point in temperature the capacity starts to fall off and and actually i got a number of questions from listeners about what those exact numbers with were if you look at the curve you've got something that sits around 100% capacity between 20 and 40 c okay so from about room temperature up to about 100 degrees drops 10% in capacity going down to zero, or the freezing point, and then it falls off a cliff from there. For example, at minus 10, which is the temperatures that we've been dealing with, Dan and Nick, which is about 14 to 20 degrees F, you're down at 70% capacity. So that's the answer for the cold weather side of things. On the high temperature, the capacity also drops off above about 30 degrees C. When you're up in the 40s and 50s and 60s, C, obviously, we're not going to see that from a weather standpoint. But as we know, the batteries heat up as they're discharged. And so you start losing 5, 10 percent worth of capacity up on that end, too. Just as with the cold, you don't want to be running or beating these things up too bad in the heat my suggestion would be and then maybe we can sort of go around the three of us here to see what what we've come up with um for dealing with this in the past my suggestion would be uh you know you you fly the fly the heli do your thing assuming your packs do not exceed the maximum temperature during flight which most manufacturers will tell you you want to limit to 60 ish or 70 ish C which is about 140 to 150 F much above that you start to get concerned in between flights what I do and mind you I don't beat the thing hard enough to get it up that hot but when it's hot out uh, I don't go straight to charging what I'll do is actually put it under um, like a towel in the car with the air conditioning on and just let it cool down a little bit or if it's out in the if it's sunny I'll put it under a towel on my bench and just let it cool off slowly if I'm not in a hurry um don't put it in water don't even think about putting it in water you just want to get it back down to sort of the 20 30 40ish C range and then you're okay to go back and charge i know i'm not going to ask you Dan yet because you're not an electric guy other than receiver packs, well, maybe your Goblin five hundred. But yeah, Nick, I
1: did a little bit of summer, but uh,
2: you've what already do you do, you've Nick? already
1: mentioned uh, what I do. So,
2: um, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's I definitely will. You know, man,
0: I don't know. I'm really hard on batteries. <laughs> what I'm getting from this is you don't really do anything. <laughs> you I, don't really give I a do. crap. You pull it out of the I heli, it's 150 practice... degrees. You stick it on the charger, you go and fly it again. <laughs> I Come on, just admit it.
2: No, I do let them stand. I I will let them sit for if I get them that hot. Uh number 1, I generally try to keep my flight times to to a level of where they're not going to get that hot, honestly. And if it does uh the temperature outside starts to get a lot harder I'll actually cut back my flight time just to help so that I can go ahead and throw them back on the charge cycle mm-hmm. but to be completely honest they even charging at 5C they continue to cool down mine don't like heat up more because I'm charging at 5C yeah the newer packs
0: with the very low IR I I agree with you
2: yeah so so it, and that's you know really pretty much just what I'm flying. So by the time I get done charging, you know, between the time it takes for me to put the heli on the bench, take them out, throw them on the charger. Let's say they charge for 20 minutes. You pull it off the charger. I'm flying other stuff and rotating back around. You know, they're they're sitting for, say, half hour, Mm -hmm. you know, 35 minutes. And then honestly, I just they just go and fly. Yeah, by then I mean, they're I'd,
0: probably cooled down internally to the point where it's not a big deal. If
2: now I have, I have before a it's been really hot out, and then B you know maybe gone over with my timer, and you you know you grab that pack and you're like oh crap <laughs> you got this and, you is know, not good
0: that's a good point and you mentioned the timer and I actually do the same thing that I do on the cold weather flying when it's super hot, and again, I don't have a lot of opportunity to do this because it just doesn't get much above 80 here, is I drop my timer by about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Because as we already talked about, the capacity curve falls off on either side of, of the temperature curve. When it gets too cold or too hot, you start losing capacity, and I just don't want to risk it.
2: Yeah, so I, I would say that it's not that I ignore it. I just manage, I manage my temperature and my packs more by flight time, yeah, than I do particularly with wait time. But I will not if a pack comes out of the heli hot. I mean hot. I actually will put it down in the shade and let it rest for about fifteen minutes yeah, before and- I'll even consider throwing it on a charger. Because if it's going to puff, they'll usually actually puff pretty quick. Um, in my experience, yep, I agree with you that I've experienced I'll, I'll, that same thing. So I just kind of let them sit and do their thing, and then I'll give it a visual before I put it on the charger. And for once, um, if I do run into that, I will not parallel charge that time. I will charge them individually. You know, I'm talking about a 700 class heli with a you know a 12s flight pack. I will charge them individually, and I won't just throw them on and charge. I'll actually uh, plug them into the charger, look at all the cell voltages, Mm -hmm. uh, and then kind of make an assessment on charge rate as per the cell voltages. If they're really low, I'll drop it down to, you know, maybe a 2C and just kind of get a feel for it and, you know, be smart. It's kind of one of those common sense goes a long way. If you just beat the piss out of your pack, then it's going to, you know, you need to... put a little bit more effort in yourself to, you know, watch how it's going to come back to health or if it is, or it might not.
0: Right. No, I I agree completely. Yeah. I think, I think really the best way to do it is with flight time and with downtime. And if you just pay attention, like Nick, like you just described and some, some people, I, I mean, I have used this in the past. I don't always use it. But you can use one of those little IR temp guns and just check the temperature of your packs. Uh, I tend to use that more in the cold because that's what we have here in the Pacific Northwest to make sure that it's not too cold to put in the heli and fly. You know, do I need to go back and stick it under the heating pad for a little bit longer? But you can do it on the hot side as well. Yep. The
1: other thing you can do is just fly nitro. Not have to worry about
0: batteries. You can do that. You're right. But. As Rachel just told us. Ah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Come on, come on. Nitro plus hot weather. Yeah, whatever. Eh, eh. Whatever. Why don't, why don't you Why don't you recall some memories from the uh, the 2012 <coughs> Helipro's Fun Fly?
1: Oh, that had nothing to do with anything other than the silly state ban on on combustion motors.
0: No, I thought when you guys were flying the freaking nitros, they flew like crap.
1: Oh, I just thought that was my flying, not necessarily the heat. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe I'm
0: misremembering.
1: <laughs> no, I look, I uh, when I, when I was doing the electric, you know, the the minimal amount of electric helis that I've done in the past, I just never really had to worry about it because I would only get one electric flight for every. God, who knows, you know, four or five or six (laughs) um, nitro flights. So I always always let my batteries breathe between flights. And uh, towels, shade, and we don't get heat like that either here in Montana. So, I mean, we'll push 90 uh, here in my valley, but rarely. It's not generally that hot. Mm -hmm. Of course, we all know in buildings it'll get that hot, right?
0: And hotter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the only other thing I would say is just watch yourself on the charging. It's it's too hard to to give specifics because there are so many different battery brands and types and C ratings out there, but I personally would not charge a pack if it's above 45 or 50C, which is in Fahrenheit is like 110 to 120ish. Most of the new packs, it's not a problem. But if you're running an older pack with higher IR, it's that old nasty, vicious circle where heat increases the resistance of the uh, stuff inside. And the resistance increases, which increases the amount of heat that is produced when you push current through it. And then it gets hotter and bad stuff happens. So just, just stay away from those higher temperatures for charging.
2: I actually think it's kind of opposite. if you're really crappy about paying attention to your charging, then buy better packs. okay, honestly. well, hey there <laughs> I think you go. You really have to I do believe to be safe, uh you have to watch cheaper packs
0: a lot more. that's a hey, that's a good point, Nick. I won't buy cheap packs anymore because I've seen what cheap packs can do personally yep. and having heard about horror stories. So yeah, I'm with you. Thank you, Andrew. That's a really good question. I'm sure there are a number of other listeners out there uh, in the, uh, the land down under that are wondering the same. Go ahead, thing. say it,
1: Nick. Say it, Nick. Dananda, Dan 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 Dan. If you have questions like that, feel free to post those on the forums. Uh, as we mentioned last week, if a question uh, is posed that uh, the guys kind of feel that deserves a little bit of discussion, uh, we will by all means do that. But we're we're kind of getting to that point where we might want to wrap this up. I have one bit of news I want to share with all you guys. You know those kick-ass long-sleeve "Together We Are the Nation" shirts.
0: Oh
2: yeah! Oh
1: yeah! Those are all on their way to your house as we speak. Sweet. To my house. Well, so, no, I haven't, my house i haven't sent yours your your shirts well you just said to your well, house i'm talking about all those fantastic listeners of ours that ordered all shirts. The people that matter <laughs> exactly so got, we're
0: not going to get our shirts by christmas
1: oh yeah you'll get your shirts i got a bunch of other <laughs> stuff up with your guys' stuff so uh we'll get that out yeah, this weekend piece
0: of sweet dog poo <laughs> i can't a, wait man piece of gyro junk what do you think, Dan? <laughs> you, you're the only one that have seen them. That's seen them in the flesh,
1: dude. They turned out. Are fantastic. they awesome? They really did. Those are the the shirts themselves. Really are nice. Kind of a. They're not a super heavy duty shirt, but they're not a, a flimsy little light duty shirt. You know, a weight shirt. They turned out really well. Nice. One thing awesome. that I've noticed, especially with my shirt that I got, typically when I buy a long sleeve shirt, um, inevitably the the, sh- the sleeves are always just. For me, always a little short, right? It's not the case. Mm-hmm. These are nice. They, they fit perfectly. Okay, so I'm going to do an inventory. We've got a lot of shirts. I'm going to do an inventory, throw it up on the webpage. Should have that by the time the show is released. But all of you that pre-ordered, your shirts are on – they were dropped off at the po- post office. I've got a bit of a side story with that. I'll tell it as quick as I can. So I had the shirts came in on Wednesday, Wednesday night. They were packaged. Uh, I dropped them off. I stopped by my mom's put because she's six, you know, at five o'clock in the morning. I can't get to the post office. Put them in the back of her car in big black garbage bags, two bags. And so later that day, I'm like, I give her a call and I'm like, so did you. You happen to see the bags, you know, you told me you could take these to the post office. She goes, Oh yeah, interesting story. <laughs> I was driving into town and that and the bag was in the back and it kind of blunched up against my seat, and I looked back and I'm like, Why in the hell did someone put garbage in my car? So when she came home, she stopped at the dumpster. And she, <laughs> oh, she oh, <laughs> threw Oh she threw a bag of shirts in the dumpster. And then went to grab the other bag and noticed that it wasn't tied shut and looked in and goes, "Oh shit, <laughs> that's not garbage." Oh, <laughs> she had a dumpster dive. And then she went to the post office and dropped them off. Nice, that would have been horrific. So anyway, those uh, those are on the way. Um, and you know, thank you to all of you that pre-ordered a shirt. For those of you who want them, um, we'll have that inventory uh, put together soon. And and uh, we've got. A, Pretty much, unless you have a small, we have a shirt. Every other size is represented. If you want one, let us know. Also, two hats. Don't forget about the hats. Yep. We need to We need to seriously consider some hoodies. It's getting cold, right? Cold. We do.
0: It is. Dude, I don't it's know if I've getting. mentioned it, but I've worn that hoodie so much that I've got holes in it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I need a new one,
1: too. I need a new one, as well. So it's getting to be that about that time. Maybe we should do something like that. Nick, if I wanted to send you an email... How would I do that?
2: Uh, You would definitely send one to nick at RCHellynation.com.
1: And Justin, if I wanted to send you an email?
0: You can send me an email at justin at RCHellynation.com.
1: Of course, Jesse's not here, so screw Jesse. You don't need to be sending him emails. No? Uh, Come on. Yeah. So if you wanted to send Jesse an email and uh, let him know how mean we were being on the show in case he hasn't got a chance to listen to it, uh, you can do that at jesse at com. I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rclanation.com or Dan K. Reed on the forums. Facebook is growing. I encourage you all to go check it out. See what you think. Hit, click the like button. That would be fantastic. This has been episode 116. As always, we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We will see you next Monday. Peace. Take it easy. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC, and is brought to you in part by HeliPros, KDE Direct, Progressive RC, and Gens Ace Batteries. We thank
0: you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.